Jackson. Don't laugh! This ain't reality TV! I take this That movie's stuck! Can we get serious now? It's the Fortress Film Society on The Chad Duke Show. I, I just looked at the Rotten Tomatoes for the mechanic for the first time, and I want no. to spit in someone's fucking face. I guess it's That's only, why you never look. It's only 10 reviews. Those older movies are tough because I feel like if critics go back and watch, watch them, they're watching them with 2023 eyes, so they hit them up for shit maybe they wouldn't initially. Well, and also, uh, since there was no quote-unquote blogosphere, you didn't have the wealth of right. of, of, of differing thing. opinions. Yeah, well, yeah. Or even just differing opinions, where there might be somebody out on the edges who saw it and posted something to get the you, score you up a little bit. You get the sense from, from critics that there's a lot of free thinking going on out there? Because I, I, I don't. There's just no opportunity. Yeah. Um, Alright, we'll get to that. Uh, welcome everybody to the Fortress Film Society. I am your host, Chad Dukes. Bustles. I know that I paid for the shirts for Goats and Tube, so I just, if I could get an update on where those are, I'd appreciate that. Thank you so much for doing that. Thank you so much for our audience for showing up here tonight. Greatly appreciate people actually coming out for the show. Um, I am your host, Shude. We're broadcasting live from the Fortress of Solid Dudes, presented by Monk's Barbecue and Percival and Monk's on the Farm in Lovettsville. Hopefully you're making plans to head out there this weekend for the best barbecue in Northern Virginia. We are additionally brought to you by Don't Sleep Energy Drink. That's right, baby. Go to don'tsleepenergy.com. Use the Duke's promo code. They got the sugar-free back in stock. Tremendous mixer if you'd like to stay up while getting drunk. That always seems to be the hang-up for me. I start the drinking, then there's all the arm-waving, and then I've got to go to bed. If you want the arm-waving to continue, get yourself some Don't Sleep Energy uh, use the Duke's promo code D-U-K-E-S, 10% off your order. I'll also be working at Commonwealth Dry Goods on Saturday. If you'd like to stop by, we have it in the drink cooler. If you'd like to try a cold one, there is the tube live and in person. Hello, Tuber. How are you? A little too much arm waving for the tube last night. But <laughs> you seem a little... Da- I like this... power ver- on, baby. This is my favorite version of tube. It's, it's tube where he drank so much the night before. If he doesn't drink tonight, he's not going to be able to host the show properly. <laughs> I fucking... And it's an upward curve as the show goes on, too, usually. I, just, I don't know when it's not going to happen, but can I get the bump? Oh, yeah, please. Here's the big flagging. Uh, give, we'll like, give me like 20 minutes. Well, you'll be fine. Yeah, I'm sure. We'll be halfway through the quest, and you'll come and you'll spring to life. Yep. Uh, over there, uh, unfortunately, uh, the biggest fan of the team that was eliminated from the <laughs> National Hockey League player uh, uh, Eastern Conference postseason loud go to They held on as long as they could, and uh, now I have plenty of free time this spring <laughs> yeah. to figure out when to show up with a bad gray wig and a really horrible accent in my old neighborhood oh, and uh, beat up some toughs at a bar I used to hang out in. That would be nice. Thank you. What is he doing out that late? Why is he drinking coffee? There's, there's so many questions. Uh, but yeah, I was happy because the Caps kept fucking us over for different episodes yeah. that I was trying to do with Well, I mean, goat. before you got here, Goat walks in and I'm like, hey, buddy, how's it going? And he looks at me and just goes, I'm just so relieved that it's over. <laughs> it, it's, it, yeah, it's been over for at least a month, but now it's really over. So, Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad just because... I'm glad. Um, but now I'm having to deal with people pretending like they care about the baseball team, so my suffering never ends. All right. Uh, we've got a mon- oh, big uh, big verbal nod to Bob Slack, who murdered a mouse up here. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there right now. If anybody knows anything about killing mice, we need you. Um, I've seen two 
in the past two weeks, and that's two more than I've ever seen up here before. Mm. So I don't know if it's the same thing with cockroaches where they say if you see one, there's probably a million in the walls. But there's probably one more than the one that the, he. If you like, if you're to crush porn, you would have loved this. Apparently, oh dear. What, I've been, what I've been told, he got pitched out the window. Uh, and it's springtime, so they're all doing their thing. Activity. Well, Bob was so methodical about it. I thought Bronson was up here doing the, the mice. Killing. Man, I tell you what, but <laughs> this of course, is how you do it. It would have looked more like a fucking uh, accident, though. <laughs> Do you know whether you guys, after watching The Mechanic, invest any time in watching the Jason Statham remake? I was going to ask if you had seen those. I watched I watched it immediately afterwards. Did you watch yeah. The Re- Mechanic Reborn or no. Rebuilt or whatever the next no, one No, I is? did not. Because he did two of those, right? You know why I didn't watch it? Oh, it's the worst fucking movie okay. I've ever seen. Okay. And you I weren't w- encouraged to see more. And, and Ben Foster's plays fucking uh, Jan Michael Vincent's character. I'm like, this is going to rule... We have lost. There is everything has got to just be an anvil dropped on our heads now. There is no subtlety whatsoever when they make a movie like that. I mean, we were getting that was in the uh, the pocket of we got like three Statham movies a year, and I love dumb Statham mm-hmm. movies. Parker, I love the Transporter. Like um, I don't know if I watched that one. Homefront Parker was all right. What was it? Was safe? It, is, wasn't he in a U Bowl movie? Like a yeah. really tragically oh, oh, awful. It's it's in the hall of in the name of the king. Is that what it oh. is? Yeah, I watched that is. just because Jason Statham was in it. Regretted that. Kevin's go- Kevin's going yes. yes. I like <laughs> the fact that Jason Statham will take a paycheck. I do respect <laughs> yeah. that about him. But holy shit! After watching, well, I don't want to play my hand, but after watching the the original mechanic and then immediately following it up because I did that bit where cutie right up afterwards. Would you also yeah. like to watch? Just the sex scene. Just just the way they handled the way he handles sex is so fucking. <laughs> Speaking of sex scenes, how'd you guys like how many times the word cum was used in the black house? <laughs> Holy shit. Ooh-hoo-hoo. Yeah. We got a, a lot, lot to get to. A lot to talk about. A lot about. to talk about. Full slate. Uh, we got to do uh, The Mechanic, uh, Charles Bronson, 1972. The Quest, Jean-Claude. <laughs> Van Damme. High cinema. And 100 guys, you'd probably be like, I've seen this motherfucker. Oh, and uh, Dexter's dad is in that. That plays yeah. Raiden, yeah, yeah. Raiden, too. And he's the worst heavyweight champion of all time. <laughs> um, and then, of course, uh, the Tubes movie, which is probably where we should start. Something in the Dirt 2022, directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. And starring them as well. Uh, and previous, previous pick, Synchronic, also directed by those two. They did Moon Knight, uh, the, the Disney Plus show. They did The Endless, which Chad and I are big fans of. Quick piece of uh, trivia. Ant-Man wanted to watch uh, The Endless after we uh, uh, left here last time, because I think he actually came up for the show. I don't remember why. Why don't you go ahead and Google the movie Endless and see what he watched instead of The Endless? Because oh. <laughs> he came in here trying to talk to me about The Endless. Endless I, 2020. And I said, Ant-Man, th- that is not the movie. Uh, I know. <laughs> when madly in love high school graduates, Riley and Chris are separated by a tragic car accident. Yeah. Riley blames herself for her boyfriend's death. Yeah. What a oh, fucking idiot. Oh, no, that's terrible. That's just awful. And he's like, I don't understand that you guys all like that movie. He goes, it doesn't seem like all three of you would like it. And I was trying to figure out why he would believe that. And then he started describing the plot. And we... We got to the root of it. You're almost. like, oh, that makes me happy. <laughs> Made me so happy. Um, I see. Everybody watched the 1972 mechanic, right? Yes. Yes. Right, good. <laughs> yes, I did. We're all smarter. <laughs> well, I love Giuseppe, but we're all much smarter than him. All right. Uh, I'm sorry, Tube. You were saying so. Something in the dirt. Sci-fi, drama, comedy? Question mark. Mm, question um, mark. I think is actually the winning genre there. I mean, yeah. Like, I, I, I don't think it's. Uh, 
tied down to any one particular genre, but this kind of like some it? too much. Oh yeah, yeah, too would, much. I would say tied down or grounded in. Yeah, it was too yeah, much. Sure, uh, it got a lot of festival buzz. Um, I think it was. I'm not sure if it was Sundance. Maybe it was TIFF, but uh, it's it probably all out, of them. Like very limited theatrical release last fall, and it's getting a little more run now that it's available uh, for streaming. I think I found it on Hulu. But, yeah, um, this was their follow up to making a Marvel TV show for Disney Plus, which I think is. I, I have a lot of respect for is like you just did this Marvel project, you're two like indie darling directors, and you go back and do something really fucking weird and unique, uh, which I I really appreciate. Um, oh, I, I definitely appreciate. I respect. I it. was. Yeah. I I had my breath held the entire time because I'm like, oh no, I don't think these guys are gonna be <laughs> into well, this as I am. I owe you an apology, and I got to stop uh, doing this. So yeah, I, I the, audio, <laughs> the audio is rolling. I watched this movie twice oh, yes. because the first time I watched it, I was I actually I was so excited. For the Fortress Film Society, that I went right home and watched Dodson's movie <laughs> after we had drank about a quart of bourbon apiece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, my my chick was there, and she punched out about I'd say forty minutes into this movie. Um, mm-hmm. And I just sat there, not blinking for about how long was this movie? Seven hours? It's a little under two <laughs> it's hours. A day and a half, yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah. And I, 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 by the end of it, I was so fucking mad <laughs> that I just I fire off my, you know, that's my. My constant <laughs> reply to dots, and I was, "I'll never forgive you for yes, this." Yes, I don't believe I can ever forgive you for yeah, this one. I'm yeah. canceling the show. I'm giving out. Your, I'm giving out your address on air. I'm yeah. stepping in front of a freight train. Yeah, like yeah, all the yeah, different things I like to say. Uh, so bi weekly occurrence. You did not uh, deserve that. So, well, I'll, thank you. I apologize. Yeah. So it's about two guys that are more or less like losers. Um, isolated, more or like, less. Yeah, they're they're isolated. That's being very kind. Losers. They're neighbors in the shitty apartment building, and they come across what would you call it a phenomena? Yeah, a phenomenon. Phenomenon. Yeah, because it's a singular, yes, singular. Uh, where shit's floating in the guy's living room, and they decide that they want to make a movie about it, really, because it seems like they've got nothing else to do in their lives, and so they're trying to do something important, mm-hmm. impactful, uh, put all of their attention into this. Um, weirdness that's going on and and pretty uh local just to their the room and then later on just seems like they're they're building we don't really see them outside of the building for more than like i would say two or three scenes at most yeah not interacting with the general public at any point and the style's pretty unique because it kind of jumps between just narrative following these guys around to oh it's almost like a documentary like like mongo and then we see them making their own like we see the documentary footage from their the recreations like, that they're the recreations, making and uh it's a little messy but not really something that i've seen in a movie before i think okay i think saying it's a little messy is very kind it's, um, me- it's messy, this movie's it, messy. It, yeah and it's um i felt like i felt like watch there's times when i get out of a movie i don't know how you feel about this code because you're an intelligent guy but sometimes i get out of a movie and i'm like i'm not smart enough to figure out what was happening there i need to go read about this movie i felt that way with the endless i did not feel that way with with their follow-up one i tracked with it this one i felt like they were going for that reaction but it was so convoluted and the characters by the end of it i didn't care about either one of them i thought they were both horrible um that i wasn't really all that motivated to try to say okay what the fuck was this all about? Um, I don't know. The, the, both the guys are, are good actors, and, and there's definitely something there. And I love the idea. I love that there's something weird happening. We're just kind of two drifters. Let's make a doc. Like I think it's a great premise. Mm-hmm. 
But along the way, I just feel like they lost their way making this movie. And I hate to keep banging this fucking drum, but I feel like if it was a tight 90, this would have been a lot better. <laughs> also, there's so many scenes where it's just, like, okay, the thing's hovering again. The lights are going up. Okay, the fucking closet's lighting up again. That it just they, they ran out of gimmicks also, it felt like, for the phenomenon to actually push at them. Yeah, there was a little bit of that. I was actually immediately thrown off by that opening scene. Um, I actually took a note that said uh, if ASMR and misophonia had a baby, it would be the opening scene of this movie and mm. it's uh, misophonia is when you hear noises that aggravate you right when and the entire opening sequence was the pulls on cigarettes or the banging of or the knocking of the electric meters or the dripping of the water it was all that kind of like really like robustly captured annoying sounds layered on top of each other and it just kind of threw me off right out of the gate and i would imagine that's the point yeah um but it was it it may not have put me in the best mood to kick off the movie. I eventually got sucked in to some of the layered weirdness. Um, there was, then at some point I really noticed that the pattern was essentially something would happen. Dude one would say something kind of quippy. Dude two would go off on a, hey, there was this one time I read this thing about this guy who knows this stuff, who has uh, explained the history of the universe on a podcast. And then I listened to AM radio and the other guy would go, oh yeah. And then repeat. Sure. And so there, I felt like there was a big cycle of that. Like, it was noticeable at some point. When they got off of track with that was when I was the most interested. Like, when they found the tape deck. Yeah. Or when they found other pieces that were kind of intriguing. Which That's reminded when I me a get. lot of their other movies. You know, like, The Endless. There's a big part of that movie is uh, media and finding, like, stories through media. So, like, tapes, uh, like, videotapes, audio tapes, um, books, things okay. like that. Uh, and... I thought I kept waiting for this movie to tie in to that a little bit, which there are nods, right? Like you see when they go out to the desert, you see like a rock formation right. that's definitely that's that's from the endless. Um, so it it clearly it takes place in the same world, and you see them smoking the red flower that they smoke in Synchronic. Okay, yeah, so yeah. So that flower has like been present in all of their movies, I guess. Um, and like it wasn't until like it showed up in the third movie that people realized, oh, all of these are somewhat connected, whether it's like connected dimensions realities or we're all in the same world what whatever they made this during covid right yeah i think they they made it like uh and it's them too those yeah. are the guys yeah they're, they're mm -hmm. i thought as far as acting went i i thought this was these are good performances and they're they're they they are the leads in the endless yeah, yeah. as well so they've um, done this dance a couple of times and yeah i think they're good they're they're commanding my favorite part of this whole movie is the shitheads because I, I dip my toe in the conspiracy theory world. I like the Sasquatch stuff. I like the UFO stuff. So I don't want to say this guy's like fan of radio, but like there's just guys out there that they're like, oh man, have you heard this theory? I heard mm -hmm. on this podcast. Those people are real. Oh yeah. And they're fucking annoying. And they don't actually know anything. They just hear other people regurgitate talking points and then they regurgitate them. I, I right. myself have done this. It's annoying though. Um, and I thought that they did a really good job of encapsulating one of those people. Um, and I thought it was interesting that the sexual predator stuff at the very beginning, the way that kind of played out, it's like that could happen to fucking anybody. Mm -hmm. I know people that that's happened to. Um, so I thought that the premise for the characters and actually dealing with kind of distinct things that happen in this world that I don't really see addressed in any other mm -hmm. movies um, 
that was it felt kind of fresh and unique as well. And I always really have a lot of as someone that wanted to go down and, and film a movie with a couple of my friends in a house that we rented. I really do have a lot of respect when it's like it's just a fucking apartment. They probably spent three hundred bucks on lights and stuff. Yeah, I, I get very it. impressive to be able to do that. I, I'll be the first to admit, like I, I'm very, uh, I have a lot of bias, positive bias towards something like this because I'm like, oh, it's two buddies, and like if if you watch interviews with them, it's like these are really just two friends that have been friends for their whole lives, and they like making movies yeah. together, and they really believe in each other, mm-hmm. and are just like doing something really cool and apologetic and I love the low budget thing so I do have some of that when I'm watching this and uh I'm definitely a little more lenient with it for that reason yeah I kind of like Charman I mean Charman not nearly as good as this movie but uh, I like Charman but I like this movie oh really (laughs) I just it was more and I hate to keep going back to this cliche but I watch movies to be entertained I know you don't and Charman entertained me this one was provocative and I thought about it probably it's really interesting yeah and and I know I use that word a lot but like I want movies that are interesting and show me something that I haven't seen before or just got me they get me thinking about something that I normally don't after I flick the TV off and I I think this is kind of, again, if it was a little bit shorter, I think I would have been able to go along for the ride a little bit more because there were moments where they started to play the which part is real, which part is fabricated, which part is something that never even came close to happening, which part is completely a narrative controlled by, was it John? Was the the guy with the glasses? The The math teacher. Yeah, how much of it was his narrative over the whole thing and that kind of had you guessing whenever something else would happen you'd be like oh and then when he straight up admits he's like yeah there's like 13 of this guy that lived in los angeles back then and i pretty much just put these dots together because i wanted to and you kind of go oh god like how much of this that's when i was the most intrigued because i was able to i was able to convince myself that i'm looking for clues to sort of solve the mystery but ultimately the movie doesn't want you to solve the mystery it doesn't want the mystery to be solved it doesn't even want you to know whether there actually is a mystery yeah, or not. Yeah, and I, to me, that's the end of The Sopranos. And it's the problem I had with The Black House, the problem I had with this movie. It's the Baba Dukeification of fucking horror movies now where, well, you don't know if it's real or not, or it's mental illness. It's like, no, 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 I want it to be a monster. And I want the monster to be over there, and I want to be able to figure out where the monster came from and how do we kill it. And I know, I'm a simpleton. Like, I, I enjoy movies more that way, so when it's left up, to me, I'm like, well, I'm not a storyteller. I'm a customer. I don't walk into a fucking restaurant and you hand me all the ingredients and say, hey, this could be a souffle. No, no, no. Make me the souffle. <laughs> You're the expert. And that's, that's why, as smart as this movie is, it it feels like a bit of a cop-out for those reasons. Because even when you're reading about what film experts are saying about it, they don't have any answers for you. The, the one part that I also like, the, which one's the long-haired guy? That's... Uh, uh Clearly, the more likable of the two. Name? I think that's that's Morehead is the. I think you're right. No, that's uh, Levi. Levi. Levi, okay. and that's Justin Benson. So, um, you guys know about Dave's Killer Bread. Mm-hmm. So, I'm a big fan of that company, and they they hire uh, convicted felons after they get yeah. out of jail because nobody will fucking hire them. And the the plight of the person that fucks up and then just can't get away from it and like can't get out of it, and so they they don't move up in life because they've made some mistake and it's it follows them and it kind of haunts them that's a real thing and that happens to a lot of people in our society where it's like you go to jail and you learn to become a better criminal you get out you know or you you have to do horrible things in jail where you they make they make you stay longer because to survive in that environment that shot collar fucking movie have you watched that with the guy that's fucking his sister from um <sighs> what is the what is Jamie the dragon? Is the yeah, yeah, character. that's him. Oh. Um, I don't know his name. I it hate is that I don't know it his is name. the most terrifying 
movie I've ever seen. And it's about a guy that gets in a, a drunk driving accident and he kills a guy and he's like a lawyer. And he goes to prison and to not get raped, someone gets raped right next to him in the very first night, he's got to join an Aryan gang. And he, because he has to kill people and move up, he eventually is locked away for life and he becomes the kingpin of this Aryan gang. That's quite the of, checklist. Wow. It's fucking terrifying. It is not a Sunday morning movie. Okay. No. <laughs> it's, it's really good, but like... It's a great movie. You're like... I've had a couple of beers and driven home from Bonefish. What if I would have fucking knocked into somebody? I, am I, you know, that, that shit happened. So his character in this movie, to me, again, I, one of the reasons why I, I thought it wasn't something I would just say I didn't like it. Um, that's not something you see in a lot of movies either. That's someone that's kind of suffering from that and ultimately was un, his undoing, unfortunately. Yeah, and I think as that movie went on, he became more sympathetic. Right. And I'm sure that's by design, but that was where he became the guy who was being bossed around, who was being taken advantage of the entire time. Yeah. And yeah, just kind of definitely just the second in the pecking order by, by just the way that everything went. And you kind of felt that at the beginning that they were very much teammates and then it became like, I'm, I'm in charge here. This is my show. And you saw that in their, uh, what confessional footage, I guess the, sure. uh, the, when they were actually just looking into the camera and doing their interviews and the amount of editors they went through, it's just, there was, there were things there that where you saw this guy's, this one dude is clearly a control freak and the other guy thought they were, you know, in it uh, as a team. And, and that, that became the interesting dynamic as it went on. It became more of a character study, and I think you can get away with that if you care a little bit more about the characters. I would agree. Like when he goes, "I don't care if I if I'm the first person to eat this and it kills me, then so be it." And I'm like, "Please let it kill you." Yeah, you know, like please by <laughs> and all means. You don't means. want that in a yeah. character in a movie you're supposed to be invested in. Please by all means, it's like, "Oh, this is Morse code. I'm a genius." And it's like, "Oh, okay." Um, I like that he smoke cigarettes. I whenever they're smoking well, cigarettes in a movie, I'm glad because there was. A lot yeah. of smoking. They cigarettes. really emphasized the, the smoking. No, it was just there <laughs> yes. was there was not a scene that did not have a puff of smoke. Fuck <laughs> them. I, well, I appreciate that. Smoking well, cigarettes is cool. I and mean, when people smoke cigarettes in movies, they look cool. Well, and this movie is like about vice a little bit too. Like you find out, like like John says, like oh, I don't drink. Oh, why? Like and he immediately sober. starts drinking. Well, that's yeah. that's what was. I, I once you catch on to like, oh, this guy is either doubling back on everything or he's a fucking liar and he's lying about everything and like who knows if he's even divorced you think he's gay? who knows yeah exactly like who who knows and and i i uh i was thinking a lot about american psycho watching this movie because mm. i love the the anecdote or just like the, the story about how defoe in american psycho was directed to do three takes for every scene one where you are positive that patrick bateman is murdering people one where you know for a fact that Patrick Bateman is not murdering people, and then one where you're not sure. And then the director cut the movie all three up of them together, all three of them. So that's why like the tone is so weird in some of those, and it's so uncertain the whole time. I kind of got that watching this movie, and especially watching John, where I'm like, is he? I wonder if they're doing different takes where sometimes you know you're de you're delivering this line, your character motivation is you're lying, and then sometimes you're telling the truth, and then sometimes you're. Like just bending the truth a little bit, I, I just to be got impressive, that. yeah. Yeah, and I I kind of got that uh, that sense as I, I watched more of this. So it's, and that that could be the case, could not be the, the case. part about this though that another group that I think that at times I find myself subscribing to as well um, is you have a lot of people in this country that like my daddy was a fisherman or my daddy worked in the oil mill or or the oil uh, rig. We don't have as many of those people anymore. There's a lot more people. It's like well, my dad sold 
software to the government and I, whatever my dad did is gone yeah, and i grew up yeah. in a i grew up in a suburb we didn't ride horses or fish mm-hmm. or like you just you're looking for a group i remember rob stark saying to me one day i don't have an identity i need i, I, I i'm desperate for an identity hmm. and that dude sitting there saying oh i went you know I, I love going to the meetings or i'm this or i'm that it felt like he's trying to find like an identity yeah. for himself because there wasn't one there um so that, at least that came to mind when I was watching his character. What an asshole he turned out! Wanting to be. to be a teacher and then realizing he hates children. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. There's 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 a lot there, and then I mean you can get really deep with it and realize like oh there are parts of this movie where he's directing Levi in his like testimonials, like he's saying no say this say this differently do this differently, and then you see what's supposed to be like actual testimonials, and mm-hmm. I'm like well is he directing that too? And, right. Like I and I I think it's. Totally fair to be like, well, fuck you for making me think this much. Like, I just want to know what the deal is. But I, I do appreciate that amount of work that's gone in. And, and I'm okay with walking out of something, not being certain about, you know, what happened in front of me. But just like, okay, now I'm like thinking about this movie a lot. And I, I appreciate did that. You guys I think wa- we all agree. Did you guys watch Archive 81? I have not. It's the Netflix show they directed. Oh, no. I, a, I completely a, forgot about that. It's a way better version of I think everything, it's not it's not that similar. There's a tape that's damaged, and they hire this guy to go into this compound in the middle of the woods, and it's his job to restore these VHS tapes that were burned in a fire. And he like finds holes in the wall, and there's like labyrinths underneath the building. This sounds great. It's, sounds right up my alley. It's yeah. fucking great. And it was only one season, and then they fucking canceled it. So we're never gonna know. What oh, happened? no. Fucking Netflix. Um, but these guys did that show, and that show is very crisp and clean, and it's focused. Because I think if you're going to do a Netflix show, it probably has to be. Mm-hmm. And I always say this about Tarantino's. Tarantino needs someone to tell him no. Like, no, you're not. No. 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 Cut that out. Stop. It doesn't need to be 20 minutes it long. doesn't. And I know maybe I'm wrong, because Kill Bill 1 and Kill Bill 2, everybody loved that, and that, that shouldn't been. That should not be. Um but I do feel like these guys probably. I didn't watch Moon Knight because I'm off Marvel. But right, me either. I heard it was good. Heard good things, but I heard there was no Moon Knight. So uh, <laughs> I kind of like Moon Knight in my Moon Knight show. So um, watch that show though, and I think you'll see what happens when these dudes are focused, as opposed. To, this is like this feels like them hanging out, smoking weed, yeah. and being like, "Here's the movie we'll make about this shit." And, and if I wanted to give them credit, uh, I, I, one of the notes I wrote was uh, two obnoxious characters spend two hours making the heavy-handed statement about people who read way too much into nothingness. Sure, pontificating about these two have all figured it out by reading too much into nothingness. So it was kind of like almost a commentary on people watching movies that don't really have a deeper meaning, right? And then just proclaiming that they're like, oh, no, I figured that out. That's totally about this, that, and the other. And it's like, I, um, uh, was uh, something wrong with your finger? Yeah. yeah it just you went bowling the other jammed, day. Yeah. It just finger? bent the wrong way. Manicarpal's got a yeah. little fucking buildup on the calcium. But that's where, you know, it's almost kind of a wink and a nod in that. But I think you can make that that zing, in, again, in 90 minutes as opposed to two hours. Do you think it's also, don't you want to believe? I, I know I find myself, I'm desperate to have aliens be true. So then when I'm reading the shit, I mean, you could, of course, subscribe, subscribe this to politics as well. It's like we all read the coverage. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm right. My point's right. You had the confirmation mm-hmm. bias. But whenever I'm reading about Sasquatch, I'm not sitting there being like, it's fucking fake. It's, kind of, <laughs> it's a guy in a Wookiee costume. Kind of you know? like, oh, shit. Well, I want it to be real. 
And I think maybe do you think there's maybe a little bit of that? These guys like want this thing Absolutely. to be. Absolutely, yeah, totally. They're they're reading in. There's even the the whole like monologue about uh, uh, coincidences, mm-hmm. and it's like the challenge is you know do you see everything as a coincidence or do you deny yourself of what you could find out by never acknowledging coincidences and like that like I don't know uh, the 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 decision between the two and like how you're going to be fucked either way. Sure, um, I. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a lot, and, and yeah, it's a messy movie. Like, I'm not sure exactly what the thesis is, what they're trying to say overall, but I pulled a lot out of it, and I would I would definitely watch this again just to see if I see it a different way. Now that I know, because you're just, it's kind of hypnotic. Like, you're, I was really tied to the screen the whole time because I'm like, what the fuck is going on? You didn't have a wear, didn't wear I, on you. I wavered yeah. because there were times where I'd be like, I oh the my time god, code. I hate these guys, and then I checked the time code a couple of times, but an hour in. This is my first time I checked. I checked that, too. And then the second time around, it became even more tedious. Um, it sounds like you liked it, Dottie. What, where did you rank it between the other two movies there's that we've watched? So I think The Endless is amazing. That's definitely too. the one seed. I I also really like Synchronic, so I would put this at, at third, but in no way is that a penalty. Okay. I really like their movies, um, and, and I, I think I said this on the last episode. Like I just chose this because we seem to like what they do, so I we took a chance on it. Kind of like the... Uh, um, the Walter Hill movie yeah, with with yeah. Defoe. like it was just like all right, well we like his body of work, so let's give this a shot. This is a resume based pick. That, I'm not that... sure if this is going to work out or not, but um, I did. I liked what I got out of it, and I, I'm not sure who I would recommend it to. So that makes it a little people like you, people that work at the Alamo. I mean, that's who this is for. It's it's not for a casual audience. Um, I watch a lot. Of, I would never watch this movie again. Um, it's it's not bad. I, I'll go first as far as a, a score goes. I I would feel terrible. These guys are real smart. I think they're good movie makers, but this is not their best work. I do, as we talked about, I admire. I think they're they're better actors than they were when they started. Um, I admire the way you make this movie. Like you said, Dottie, taking a step back from Netflix and Marvel, and like they're blowing up and like fuck that. We want to make this movie about us being crazy. They went and recorded an acoustic album. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, two, I'll say two and a half because I don't want to insult it, but I didn't enjoy it, so I don't feel good about giving it any higher than that but if you are a fan of movies like you're really into cinema and you like dots and you you like to have watch provocative things that don't necessarily they're not a lot of fun and they're not there for you to just get drunk with your boys you're gonna you're right it's interesting you'll take some stuff out of this movie so i don't want to not get, penalize it with too low a score but i'll say two and a half i so there was one nugget uh, before I get my score, there's nuggets. By the way, I'm one, starving. There was one little nugget. I'm unaware of any nuggets being here. Um, at the end of the movie, when uh, John goes to the closet where everything had happened, where like you know the hard drives melted and the lights were floating and whatever, and he's scrawling on the wall. Um, is that an indication that maybe Levi isn't the first person that's been in that apartment that he's kind of like rooked into? A, investigating things oh because i didn't even think about that he's the landlord right well he's, he just live but he's lived the, there for a decade or whatever you don't know who the landlord is yeah see i thought it was implied that it was him i thought it was implied that i don't know that it was ever explicitly okay s- uh, well, no, spelled wait, out no. but yeah but that, so that's, that's an interesting question i didn't thought of that because i was thinking like if he's a liar about so many things and he's got all these stories about what happened in there and the whole thing with the overdose and the murder and the the old couple where they pushed the one lady out of the window or the, the lady pushed the, her husband out the window. He's got all of these fabricated stories and he was 
ready to go yeah as far as like yeah let's let's film this and this sounds awesome and also like he's so deliberate about everything but then he has the the oversight of melting the hard drives on accident right but then now what is the solution he says well let's just reshoot it and we can fabricate it and now he can put his yeah his so his, his, his spin. spin on it right. and so, so that's a really good point that closing shot of that. him in that closet and i was like oh Oh, that could be intriguing. See, so, I gotta be honest. Like, what everything that you're saying, go like you're making me like the movie even more. <laughs> I, 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 I really, did, I really dug so it. Annoying. Well, so <laughs> you, you gave it a two five. I'm, I'm, I'm cracking here. I'm, 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 I'm busting. And, and so, as far as the score, I think there were points in the movie where I was leaning towards a two, and other times where I was pushing in the three and a half range, just because it was. I was sucked in completely. The, face, I, the first I, 35 minutes, it was a three and a half for me. So actually, I it took longer for me to get into it. Oh. I think the middle was the best for me. And then it was kind of the Perfect. introduction to the two of them. And then when we finally got to the end game, it was like, okay, let's get on with it. But So I would say I'd probably land on a three because I did enjoy it a little bit more, I think, than you did. But yeah. I don't know who I would recommend it to outside of this gentleman to my right. If you host movie events at the Alamo, you will like this movie. <laughs> I feel comfortable I recommending the group them. chat. <laughs> uh, three and a half for me. The the endless is a four and a strong four. Resolution four. Synchronic I think was a either a three and a half or a four. But I I, I this has a lot of shit that worked for me, and uh, I can't really compare it to anything else I watched. And I always really like that when I I watch a movie, and I appreciate you guys being willing to step out and watch something kind of weird like this. Yeah, I know it's always a bit of a gamble, but. I always I like to pick something that's way different than the last movie, the last two movies that we watched. Yeah, uh, just to keep the show as like unique as possible. And I'm really fucking glad that that we watched this together. And I'm glad that you guys like got something out of it. Oh sure, it wasn't just like a uh, this wasn't for me, so fuck this. Well, I, I'm incapable movie. of taking a chance when I'm I, I want to I try to pick movies I think I'm going to like, and that's why I kind of enjoy when you pick movies because you're gonna force me. Say that one more time. Out of the. <laughs> <laughs> it forces me out of my comfort zone, and, and then when we get we're doing this bit now where we're talking about other movies that are you know they're going to be a lot of fun. Then it, it, I don't. Oh my god, I've spent two weeks talking about this piece of shit Dotson Bay. Like that, that's kind of <laughs> that's op, that's been pushed off to the side. Would either one of you be willing to run? I would do it, but I've actually I have so many fucking Instagrams I can't add another one. <laughs> I just was about to ask Dotson. I wish I knew what I gave the endless because I know he keeps his own movies written over there like a narcissist. Would either one of you be willing to run a, a, an Instagram for the show where we can chronicle all the shit that we pick and the movies and everything? I can at least start taking notes and we can go from there. Okay. Because I mean, um, people ask me constantly okay. about what the movies are. I wish and, people like this show enough to do that for us. I know that's a, like, well, I mean, I guarantee that's a we, shitty we, thing for me to ask. We've never but. asked. But, then, but also then you don't have control of it. That's fair. Here, here's, that's what you, fair. here's what you've never had happen. You've never had anyone that, you, that loved your show decide that they hate your show. <laughs> And they turn the thing that they fucking were using to promote your show into a weapon to hurt you. That's yeah. a good. That's By a the good way, that's here happened are some to pic- me many times. Here are some pictures of children that'll get you thrown in jail. Well, what? I mean, that's why you don't want to give up control. That's why I was asking if either one of you would. But I guess I have my answer. Go, it, w- what was your score? I'm just writing huh? it down before I forget. It was a three. Okay, two and a half for the shootster. Yeah, I, I think we should at least keep track of them a little bit more. We have a little bit more of but a... It's, but it's yeah. also like, here's the movies coming up. Yeah. Like, you know, and people always are trying to suggest movies to me and sending it in. To, it just gets all over the place. Yeah, just but. so there's a reference for it. I think that's a fine idea. 
I like it. All right. But neither one of you will do it, right? Just we could, sure we, I'm let's clear tag on that. team it, Dottie. Oh, let's we'll, do it. Goat and I will do it together. You guys won't tag team it. We'll tag team it. We'll, we'll I, hope go. You, I hope you tag team it like uh, one of the Bushwhackers. Yeah, we'll, we'll go airtight on that Instagram. There's only one of the Bushwhackers left. I know. The one that just passed is what I was making. It was, <laughs> Luke, it was a Luke or Butch that just passed. I believe it was, you know what? Yeah, not. I know. I felt like an asshole. I didn't want to say it. See? <laughs> no, no, you're not the only asshole. I, I have probably spent more time walking around like the Bushwhackers <laughs> in my life than I could ever even hoped outside quantify. of anybody but the bushwhackers every i mean there was a phase when i was probably in my mid-20s where this is just the second and third budweiser went down. That's, that's, that's when you knew that. it was time for a good time it certainly was uh do we want to do book next and then movies after piss break or what, what do you guys want to do we want to hear about goats movie first yes but yeah i certainly think the, the next cop topic of discussion feels the yes. book feels good excellent yes um so as is custom the Time has come for our next Fortress Film Society selection. Love it. And uh, I am not going to 2003 for a uh, Mark Wahlberg vehicle. No, no, no. I'm going all the way back to 1969 for the original Italian job. Blind spot for me. Huge blind spot. It, uh, starring Michael Caine, most notably, Love and uh, Noel Coward. And one of my favorite uh, pieces of information on the IMDb page with the cast is Benny Hill. Is, oh uh, man! Is How old is Benny Hill in this? I mean, this is the late '60s, so he's at the prime of his. Uh, wow! His, it's, it's around like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang time, and this and, is yeah. great. This so, is on Paramount Plus right now, I'm, uh, I'm which is, is really? even better news. Yeah, Thank you. News. I was ready to shell out a few bucks for it just this because this poster's kind of sexy, goat. There's I mean, a, there's a topless woman with a map on her back. It's a bit provocative in spots. Let me have a gander. <laughs> Uh, but the brief synopsis wow. is a comic caper movie about a plan to steal a gold shipment from the streets of Turin by creating a traffic jam, which feels a little boiled down. Mm. Um, there are a lot of uh, comedic moments in the trailer. There look to be a lot of... Uh, so it's a high- comedy. It's a comedy caper, basically. It's a heist movie. Like Ocean's movies. It's a little bit... Yeah, it's kind of a uh, a predecessor to the Ocean's movies. Because I don't regard. believe the Italian job... Remake was there were some like there's some, there was some jokes Seth, but it was in it most oh, really? deaf, most deaf is in it. What am I thinking of then? I'm not sure. Oh, gone in sixty seconds. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. one not so much. I mean, it's a good thing we're gonna do this. We always do the 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 main pick at the top of the episode because if I have enough to drink, I'll wax poetic about the 2003 Italian job. Oh, like, <laughs> I like that movie more than I should, but it's kind of like it's comfort food. It for ain't me. hard target. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's an hour and 41 minutes long, so it's like kind of in that nice it's little bad. sweet spot. Uh, it's 81 uh, percent from the critics on the tomato meter and 85 percent from the audience. I've heard nothing but good things about this yeah, movie. Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised. Those scores felt a little bit low. I think it might be dated in some respects but it looks like it's just a lot of fun am i going too far by putting michael kane in the hackman category where the second he's on the screen i think this is a better movie than i initially thought it was 100 percent. i could see that and i I think i think you know and sorry well i mean there was a period in time where it was a joke though where we were talking earlier about people who like to get paychecks Mm. And oh, yeah. Michael Caine, if you offered him you know, lunch and a beer, I think he'd do your well, movie. His, his so. career was in the fucking toilet. Yeah. I mean, we could we could talk about Michael Caine. He was a working actor for a yeah. very long time after he had been a huge right. yeah. star. His, his yeah. career like went really into the toilet for a while, and it was like Muppet Christmas Carol and a couple other things that kind of re-elevated him. And then I think Nolan recognized what Chad just said is like, oh, when he comes on screen, like he can just like change the tone of your scene and I'm going to use him for that specific thing in every movie that and I make. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is a <laughs> fucking <laughs> incredible movie. Fucking, he is so... Those Muppet movies, I, I don't want to get too crazy about them, but like Charles Grodin and fucking Tim Curry and... 
They, they just got the perfect actors mm -hmm. to interact with those goddamn puppets. You, play, you have it, to play it real. Yeah. They play it straight, yeah. exactly. And he they said, take I'm it seriously. Play this straight. Those were the best guests back on the old Muppet show, mm. was the ones who came in and did their shtick and interacted with them like they were living I mean, that's, beings. That's yeah. why he's so amazing. Like, and I'm, like, dude, like the hair stands up on my arms. But, like, I, I think about, like, you're sobbing watching puppets in Muppet Christmas Carol, and it's because. This dude is making that believable. He's making it real. He's bullying a fucking room full of rats. That's what he's doing. <laughs> fucking awesome. They suddenly are applied. Heat wave. This is my island in the sun. Yeah, that's what that movie is an eleven out of ten. Um, I mean, all right, that's good. I, I actually would like to. Awesome. I'd like to watch that movie. Can't wait. All right. Uh, the book again. I picked a book for us to read. It was called The Black House: A Novel. So everyone knows that is a very ubiquitous subtitle for many books. Very which telling, is always intriguing to me. There is another Black House that is more uh, famous than this book, mm. which is what I figured out. Uh, it's got a lot of, like we always seem to have on the back. Stephen King said nice things about this book. I don't think he's got very good taste. <laughs> Uh, I think he just reads everything, yeah. too. It's by a woman named Carol Johnston. Uh, I looked up this Mirrorland book. It's sold lots and lots of copies. Mm -hmm. New York Times bestseller was her first novel. Um, and it is about a very obscure island, I think, off the coast of Scotland. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, a girl goes back to this island after she initially went as a child claiming to be the reincarnated soul of a murdered man, which is a very interesting premise. It's why I picked the book when I read the blurb, and I thought that the landscape sounded amazing. Um, the problem that I had with this is that there wasn't enough substance in this book to go along with just how much this woman seems to like where this fucking thing was set. Um, uh, Nicholas Sparks is obsessed with the Outer Banks. Wherever these weird <laughs> islands are is, is what this woman is obsessed with. Um, so this is, I'll start. This mm -hmm. is an unoffensive book. It is. It was not offensive to me. I wasn't sitting there gnashing my teeth like I was with the deep, just mm -hmm. wanting it to be over. But I also felt like you had a pretty decent premise, but you real there were way too many characters in this book. I couldn't figure out who the fuck any of these people yeah. were. All generic ass names too, dude. Generic names, and then there was just so much uh, Gaelic. So much. So much. Here's this was. This word in Gaelic, and it means this, and it just—I don't know where any of these places are. And ultimately, it turned out to be meaningless. It was in many respects. Um, here's another thing: Ron Bennington once said, "The reason why men and women argue is because we're looking at things with our men brains, and they're looking at things with their women brains, and they're not the same. And we could be looking at the same thing, and we're going to see it two different ways because we're just different." This is a woman writing with a woman brain, and I—the part about. There was so much anxiety and hand wringing, and I felt this, and I feel this way, and I can't let them know I feel. I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Chill the fuck out. It felt like a teenager. It a did lot of the times, it is and I, I'm like, it, it just, I, 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 that's that's something that I'm not like jumping at saying like, oh, this is a teenage girls book, whatever. That's but like, what it felt. It like. really did feel like. Did that. you read the Hunger Game books? I read like the first one when it when I was in high school. Th those are teenage girl books. They are so much better, just as far as compelling stories. Well, those have like you know names that you can follow, and it's yeah. not just Andrew and Charlie and Jack. And I'm like, dude, this is all th these names Colin, are all the fucking same. Like, all of the characters have one name throughout the entire yeah, book as Charlie. well. Charlie, Charlie got a big push, and then 
I thought the the idea of writing it from the two perspectives is a good idea. It was cool. Yeah. And but I didn't care for either one of the characters they were writing about, unfortunately. And then by the end of it, it's just the the, the is it a twist? I don't even know how you would say it. I I think it's an anti twist. I think it's just kind of it didn't a, really build anything. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I think my my takeaway, my main takeaway, was that the book was wild in spots and had a lot of promise that it didn't quite deliver I on i feel like the biggest thing for me was that the big big reveals that it had built to throughout the entire book were either revealed to be mundane or weren't the reveals that we were expecting right. or we were given kind of like a dusty finish we were given a bait and switch like it was like oh and then this happened and that's what really happened it's like well it turned out that he was lying and it's like oh everybody's lying about everything in three different ways. And then the truth is very much, oh, okay. So I guess everybody was just mad at some point. And then they, one dude was really nice and everybody else was bitter. And The one really smoking hot single dude is also, it's just, I feel like if you're a man and you're ready, all right, there's a girl that looks like Pam Anderson in 96. We start fucking like, you know, we're, we're way more ham fisted about it. Like it wasn't that, but it's, it's the equivalent of that for this woman where she's fantasy booking herself a do a fucking role that I just can't relate to. Um, it wasn't scary. There, there was moments I thought that were creepy. There were scenes that were really riveting. Yeah, when yeah. she finds the, the crow in the in the drawer in the house. Those are the best parts of the book. I agree. But few and far in between. And when the person was circling her house while she was in oh, bed. On their tip on their tiptoes. Yeah. yeah and that and part. then there was a fire and it was like, oh my God. Yeah. We're building towards something here. Yeah. What's nope. on what's in the basement of this place? Uh, oh. I like the idea of like two different points of views, two different time periods, mm -hmm. but like and we're getting like you know really nitpicky on like just like authors and writing styles here. Like they need to be stylistically a little different for that to really work. Because I, I would find myself all the time be like, wait a second, I know that two pages back it said either Robert or Maggie, but who am I reading? And I then mean, I lost it because so many then times. the narrator because changed. There, there was yeah. not enough of a, a distinction between the two in the writing, and I feel like look, I'm not an author, I can't write a novel. Unlike some people at this table. Thank you. But <laughs> I'm currently writing a novel in so case like, anyone was curious. I, I, I can't even do what this woman did. So, yes, I'm just being, you know, an internet critic, whatever. But I do think that that's a big, that's a big problem that I have with this book is that when it switches between the perspectives, there's not enough to really make it distinctive. And, I don't know, my my drunk ass was just sometimes forgetting <laughs> who I was reading about. I completely agree. And if I, if I put it down for a couple of fucking days and yeah. came back to it, I'm like, all right, who, Wait, where what? the fuck, who and is so this? Just, I think it wasn't fleshed out enough. Like, I think, you know, someone's editor needs to be like, hey, well, I, I can't figure out who's talking here. And like, just a bullet with the name. I get like, you, you're checking the box, but that's all you're doing that's is a, checking the that's box. That's actually a little on the nose as well. Yeah. I think, do you think that was on purpose though? Because the way the book turns out, as everything is going to converge, right. do you think that's on purpose where the voices were relatively the same between the two characters? I mean, if it is, I just think that's kind of bullshit. Sorry. <laughs> like, it's a little I, bit I of a cop-out. just out. like a little lazy. There, there was some really good imagery, I thought, in the book. Oh, there, yeah. There were times when it, it almost felt like a lot. Like, it felt like, if I, again, I, I use, always use the comparison. If I was writing something about the Outer Banks, like, I would be as flourishy and kind of enamored as this is because it's some place that means a lot to you and I, if you read in her her bio on the back it says like she has a passion and a love and she's got salt water in her veins and it's like okay i can i get yeah, that through here this was close to her heart this is not a this is not i didn't finish this book and be like i fucking am depressed and want to die like the deep so okay. I, I don't want to talk about it that way and it wasn't without entertainment value um 
But yeah, I felt like that the, that you built all of this. The whole movie is supposed to movie. The whole book is supposed <laughs> to be about ambiance and about a, the 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 it's vibe. Mood. Yeah, and it just didn't culminate enough. Oh, this will be a Hulu original series. In I five, think you're five absolutely right. Honestly, I think it would. I probably would have enjoyed it more if it were a filmed piece of entertainment as opposed to a book, because then I think there's less you can get a, the story can move faster right. because you don't have to describe the setting. You don't have to tell the atmosphere you can show the atmosphere and so it's a little bit more i agree you can do a little bit more I actually when i finished the book i went to read some reviews because i was like am i on an island sure. no pun intended it's like but i feel like i was left a little hollow and so many reviews one person i saw said i feel like listening to the audiobook might have given you a better experience having the waves crashing in the background or yeah something. or just because someone's narrating different it readers you. for different voices would be helpful yeah or different readers for different characters rather think um, about how beautiful the banshees of anishirin is like just seeing that landscape yeah and i feel like that's probably what we would get here who's the woke dude that hates god that uh dotson likes so much i was gonna say matt dotson uh, uh mike mike flanagan Oh yeah, love, he, love that guy. He could do this show. Like it reminds, oh, yeah. it reminds really me yeah. of that vampire show that everyone mm. did, that he just did. Yeah, so I think that if that guy did a show about this, he probably could turn it into something that we'd watch eight episodes of. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I, and and, and I, I don't have a lot of issues with the story itself. I thought the story was just like kind of fine, right? Like it was enough to keep obviously keep me interested. I didn't. Throw the book away. Right. I, I finished the well, book. Thank you. Cost me thirty. <laughs> yeah, right. Cost me thirty dollars. I, I finished the book, and so there's enough to like keep you interested and like keep the story compelling. Mm-hmm. But I just think that there's not it's, enough meat it, behind it. It's slow rolled so much that the payoffs on the slow roll weren't yeah, it, it big falls, enough. It falls short. I think it falls really short. Uh, of uh, it doesn't fail, but it it's just kind of like a whimper. This lady's a better writer than I am, but it does make me feel better about what I'm writing because. There's just I'm so now aware of the lack of payoffs during the course of it that it's like something that I think more about. So reading a, reading a book like this to me is useful because of that. Because I'm like oh, I didn't like that. I got to try to do something different. So well, and, and what you said about was it a twist? Was it not a twist? And I think that's where we spent the whole the beginning of the book was all about oh I believed my mom and everything she told me and I was a psychic and this and she was a psychic and. I was reincarnated and I believed all that. And then she gets to this moment where she goes, no, it was all bullshit. Right. It was all a lie. Everything she said. And they have this reveal about the infrared contact lenses and marked cards for their party trick. It just felt like kind of a throwaway too. Oh, that's kind of a big deal that you just sort of kind of added in there in your rant about how you realize your mom was lying about everything. And then it's like, oh, no, wait. It wasn't all a lie, yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, okay. Well, I just accepted that it was all a lie. You're just, you're just jerking me around. You know now. what it reminded me of? The fucking village. Do you remember? Because that's exactly what they did. They're like, all the creatures are fake, and then at the end, the creatures aren't fake. No, all right, they are fake. It was Adrian nah. Brady oh, the whole time. Ha ha ha. I do yeah. like that movie a lot. I liked it way more than everybody yeah, else did. I, I saw it in the theater. I remember walking out saying that shit was fucking I'm, awesome. I'm a huge apologist for that movie. I think the the it gets like the the uh, it was a the, it was a tone vic- so right. Well, and it was a victim of its circumstance being in the Shyamalan oeuvre at that point, yeah. where everybody went like, "All right, what's the twist?" You know, like people had kind of already sort of been like, "All right, one trick pony, what are you gonna pull the rug out from under us now?" If it had been the first movie he made, it probably would have been a lot better received. You I guys think. like signs. I love the sign. I fucking love yeah, signs, love dude. It. Rewatched it last year. But I li- holds up. I like Lady in the Water, too, and everybody despised it. Never that. saw that one. It's fucking... It's good. Made me cry. 
Paul Giamatti made me cry in that fucking movie. It's it's fantastic. Oscar and I went to see that together like the first week we were in Phoenix at the Espo. That's why that was like 2006. You know, we saw we saw Beer Fest and we saw Lady in the Water. That's a double feature. Yeah, it was fucking. It was pretty good day. Putting me to shame. Yeah, I love that. And I was sober at the time. I was. I had. I took a year off drinking and went to see Beer Fest. And I've never in my life felt like I really need a drink until I was watching that (laughs) fucking movie. (laughs) And it'd been eight months since I'd had a, a beer. Um. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys. Read it again. I apologize, as it eh. usually goes. The most. Oh no! Books. All good. Are we scoring it? Sure. Go ahead. Uh, I get. I, it's two and a half for me. Two and a half. There's not a lot. Yeah, uh, it's not offensive. That's a good way to put it. But there's not a whole lot that I loved about it. I read it. I'm glad that I read text on a page, uh, a physical book. I think. I think you said it feels great reading an I actual love it. book. It actually makes not me off feel of good. my iPad. It makes me feel. Uh, you know, um, esteemed. How to Sell a Haunted House was much better than this. I, I yeah. really enjoyed that one. Yeah, yeah. Me too. This one. I would say two and a half for this one as well, um, mostly because of what it could have been. Yeah. I think there was a lot more promise there that didn't quite deliver on. Much better than The Deep. Um, this book, I bought this before reading. I'm going to pass you your copy, mm-hmm. Dotson, and I want you to read the top sentence on the back, which I somehow didn't on see. On the back. Based on the Reddit sensation. Ha! Somehow, you bought this. Chad Dukes bought this? Somehow Shude read the description and didn't see that part, so I'd like to apologize in advance. Here we go. <laughs> oh, buddy. This book is called Old Country, a novel. Lots of people writing nice things about it, but uh, here is the plot. It's the house of their dreams. Former Marine Harry and wife Sasha have packed up their life, and their golden retriever Dash had fled the corporate rat race to live in rural Idaho. The breathtaking new home sits on more than 40 acres of meadow, aspen trees, and pine forest of the Grand T- uh, the Teton Valley. That is until their nearest neighbors, Dan and Lucy Steiner, hopefully no relation, oh. come bearing more than housewarming grips, uh, gifts. Dan and Lucy warn Harry and Sasha of a malevolent spirit that lives in the valley, one that with every season will haunt them in fresh, ever more diabolical ways. As Ooh. the seasons pass, the spirit grows stronger, the land more sinister, and each encounter more dangerous. Will Harry and Sasha learn the true meaning of a forever home before it's too late, haunting and bone chilling. Flipping so. through, it looks like it's another uh, double perspective book. Oh, I see. Uh, I see Harry and Sasha titling the chapters. Hand this over to. Maybe it's a. Uh, maybe it's Harry Smith and Sasha Banks. You think that's who it is? <laughs> that's exactly who it is. Yes. Be amazing. I got Jester a fucking copy so he can throw it into the fire. <laughs> had to go home because, of course, he did. Um, Jester's. Everyone's dying. Send him your prayers. I don't know what to say. Um, all right, let's prayers up for Jess. Prayers up for Jimmy J. My God, a man has the patience of Job. Um, <laughs> and so that'll be the book. If you'd like to buy it, I tried to find us a bookstore to go to. If you have a bookstore that isn't run by a bunch of shitheads, please fucking message <laughs> me. I would love to support a local small bookstore. Please do not buy this fucking book on Amazon. At least go to Barnes and Noble. Or is Borders still a thing, or is that gone? Borders is gone. Yeah, Borders is long gone. You know, go to your whatever your lo- Google. Take think, two two fucking books, seconds. Books a millions million is still around. I thought that was all used books though, wasn't it? No, no. The one at Manassas, because I remember there was one at uh, Rundle Mills. That was, yeah, there's okay. there's, there's yeah. one in the Dallas Mall still. Whatever. Go to but a, in any case, yes. Go there to are, a bookstore and buy this fucking book. And there are a lot of independent bookshops around. And there is surprisingly, a, there is there is a website now where if you do want to order it online, basically every bookstore you've heard of, they've got a website that gives them credit that was started during yeah. COVID. I, you know about this thing? I don't remember what it's called, but you can buy it from them. The website and the bookstore gets like it counts 60% as a sale for yeah. the local. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, so fuck Amazon. Please don't buy anything from Amazon. I'm, I'm driving around all over the place trying to find pizza flour because Amazon is the only one that has it. It drives me insane. 
All right. So we'll read another bad book that I chose. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait, too. Uh, do we want to piss? Or what do you, how are you guys feeling right now? I, I mean, I could go. Um, I could. Yeah. Do we want to? Yeah, we'll do that. And you picked your movie. I did. And we talked about the book. We talked about the first movie. So up next, we have, let's do the mechanic last. Are you guys cool okay. with that? Works for me. I'm so excited to talk about that. All movie. right. All right. Unfortunately, the best part about this show is us walking down the stairs to piss. <laughs> Bathroom breaks kick ass. I don't think I've ever had more crumbs on me. <laughs> that bottle. Dog Day Afternoon is number 14. Hmm. I wouldn't really call that like a, a noir movie in any way. Assault on Precinct 13 is number 16. Amazing movie. I just mm-hmm. rewatched it. Goat, you high on that one? Yeah, no. You I haven't seen, seen it. Coat doesn't like movies. I don't like movies. Early, early. Dude, that movie is so fucking violent. Like, it's shockingly violent. Is it more say. violent than um, To Live and Die in L.A.? Probably not, though. No. Fucking violent movie. That's William Friedkin, right? Yes. Yeah. Very violent movie. What that about? was that was in, what's, that's, oh. is that the mid-80s? Yes. Yeah, when, when, when LA, the yeah. hyper-violence was really yeah. becoming a thing. Dad let me watch that one before I should have. Ah. <laughs> Left an indelible. Perhaps skewed the meter a little bit. Certainly did. Um, all right. So, all right, we're good. We're good? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. All right. So, two movies. Oh, I should. What? What do you got there? Oh, you want to open your yeah, my, my open mystery his, package? My, oh, be careful, because I know who gave you that. Yeah. It, mystery package I might sh- not be. I showed up, and there is a uh, paper grocery bag in my, uh, in my chair. <laughs> It says four goat from orgy, and oh, I'm like, Lord. and it's some. Can I ask, is is it a note attached, or is it just written in Sharpie it's on the bag? just written oh, yeah. in okay. Sharpie so on really, the bag. So. Like, oh, he signed his name in cursive. That's interesting. Yeah, it's it's a professional and an official signature at that point. What so. are the chances it's that fucking uh, chainsaw, dildo, and naked gun two and a half? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, Frank. <laughs> Your Swedish sugar suck machine is in. It's for a friend. This place. <laughs> You dealing in filth. I'm the last bastion, what is the last line of defense between the wretched scum like you and the decent people of this town. Oh. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Let's take a look. Oh, that's nice. It is orange cream bubbly water. That's getting a bunch of run recently. I mean, it's a new flavor from them. I am unfortunate. I, I believe I was told that this existed and got very yeah. excited about it. So I'm holding it up to a camera that's not on. So there's that. But uh, I'm terribly excited. It's and, very nice. And it's a sealed package, and all of the cans are unopened. So, well, that, so 
Thank you, Orgy. Jizz can move, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've had that one. I've also had the polar uh, orange mm-hmm. vanilla. I, I believe, not for me, but I believe you will. Uh, I think you'll love it. I'm there, a fan of the polar. I'm really looking forward to this. There was a stint where we were pouring Tito's into the polar, the orange vanilla polar, doing the rodcast. Burned hard on those. Um, I can we, see. It's why I can't drink them anymore. Yeah. There's ah. nothing wrong with the seltzer itself, but if I drink it, I taste Memories. alcoholism and yeah. Wednesday nights. <laughs> Tito's. So <laughs> I can't handles do- of Tito's. I <laughs> yeah. uh, go. Would you like to tell everybody which pal the shoot? Oh yeah, here got you. My my uh, cereal bowl runneth over this evening because I showed up, and in addition to the the mystery bag from orgy which is again something you never really want to know or say uh there were two delightful seasonally appropriate boxes of cereals uh reese's puffs bunnies and peeps marshmallow flavored cereal with marshmallows and it's their official brand peeps marshmallow brandage on there and again i can't help it i'm holding it up to a camera that's not (laughs) on but what color are the peeps pink blue and yellow it yes it appears or it's uh I guess it's pink. It's more. Of, it looks a little bit more of a deep red, but uh, pink would be the I, appropriate I color. Once you open it up, I'm sure it'll be accurate. I love it. Do you have any comments? You know why Orgy got you those, by the way, Goat? You know why? I don't. Did you have a chance to listen to Tuesday's episode of the Chad Duke Show? You mean the one that was recorded on Tuesday? The Tuesday, Tuesday evening one. Yeah, I have the one not, that came out on Wednesday. I have not had a chance to catch it yet. Orgy brought the fucking Krispy Kreme donuts in on the wrong night. He brought them in on Tuesday night. Yeah. And then I had to listen to Jester say that he didn't like the one that had the peep in the middle of Mother it. Motherfucker! Which made no sense whatsoever. Yeah. And I sat there, and then Ant-Man just went... I'm like, this is not, this is not the not show doing to it do justice. this on. It's a dishonor. Did you hear Jester's review of it? It went like this. That was Jester's only comment on it. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Yeah, they're pretty fucking good. They were the little tiny mini. The minis. Creams. Yeah, so we could have been able to eat all of a, a single donut and yeah. not felt terrible. Instead of this, Jester, I don't even know about all that. That's what he said. The other night I had like four or five of those mini cans of the Peeps Pepsi. Uh, mm. Those have been getting rave reviews. Yeah, they're yeah. Uh, they're not bad. They're I, pretty I, fucking sweet. Yeah. Uh, you're Really, I think you, you are. I understand the small portions. Uh, for I normally hate the mini cans, yeah. but... I understand it for that one, but if you're fucked up, you're just gonna drink a million. I bought a man a twenty ounce of that oh. down at the beach, uh, but it's he's he's a really weird guy. All right. <laughs> um, the other movie we're going to watch, by the way, it's not anybody's pick necessarily, but uh, we were kind of in a '70s movie kick. I don't think anyone would confuse this with neo noir, but there is a movie called Hooper, starring one Burt Reynolds, which I have heard about um, my entire life, and it's right in the pocket of. Dukes of Hazard, fucking Smokey and the Bandit, fast cars, jumping things. Oh, yeah. Uh, Burt Reynolds plays a stuntman, uh, Hollywood's top stuntman, and he signs on to be a stunt coordinator in a big-budget action film. Robert Klein is the director. Also, Adam West is the star of the movie, and apparently he's real goofy in it. So um, <laughs> it looks like it's a Jan Michael Vincent, by the way, the uh, uh, yep. who we're very familiar with, is in this film as well. 63% from the critics, 60% from the audience. I've heard about Hooper my whole life, so... We're going to be watching that for the next show. Yeah, I can't believe I've Hell I've yeah. never seen it. Considering the household I grew up in was very high on uh, Burt Reynolds action comedies, so this feels like it should have been. No wonder you turned out so heavy. Great. Ro- I mean, look at me now. Exactly. <laughs> I uh, I am really not up on my Burt Reynolds movies. I've I've that's only sad. seen I've seen Deliverance uh, and Boogie Nights. Like, you haven't seen Smokey and the Bandit? No, I haven't. Wah! 
Well, two for Tuesday. We're going to watch Smokey and the Bandit, and we're going to watch Hooper. Okay. How about that? We're going to do a whole Burt Reynolds Burt Reynolds Reynolds special. Right, You've um, never seen Smokey and the Bandit? I know, dude. It's like, I, I know I know about it. But. I just like, it's never come across. I, I, I've never had the right opportunity for it, I guess. Jerry Reed as the snowman oh. in this fucking movie. You know who his co-pilot is? No. His, oh, I can't wait. I just can't. You're going to love I, this I'm motion sure, I'm picture. I'm sure I will. It's hey. been one of those where I'm like, I, I know that I need to fucking watch this movie. You don't know about Jackie Gleason and fucking... Uh-uh. Smoking the. Banner. I would say that we should watch it here, but you and I'll just be going, you know, quoting everything before it happens. Hush, so. puppies, daddy. <laughs> we ain't got time for that shit. <laughs> Maybe the funniest scene in the history of movies. Book it's it. seven seconds long. I laugh with my teeth out for fucking forty-five minutes afterwards. <laughs> you don't know about the Dr Pepper and the Diablo sandwich? Oh my god! I've heard. Give me a I've Dr. heard Pepper and Diablo sandwich. Hurry, make it quick. I'm in a goddamn hurry. <laughs> See, like I've just, I've just heard that like on various iterations of your shows. Oh. Well, there's a reason, brother, for the sunshiny sky. Man, I'm in. You're gonna love it. In for a treat. I'm so jealous. You get to watch Smokey and the Bandit. Here's what you're going to say. I get depressed after I watch it because I'm like, God damn, movies used to be so much fucking fun. <laughs> they used to be so much fun. It's great. It's a really good movie. All right. I'm gonna burn well, there you go, I'm though. Burt Reynolds the shit Ho- out of the next Hooper episode. and Smokey and the God Bandit. damn. And we're doing Charles Bronson this time around in the muscles from Brussels. All right. Let's start with The Quest, a movie that I re- remember I told you guys was not a good movie. Yes. But a movie that I have fond memories of that I saw in the uh, movie theater and... A movie that I didn't realize this came out after Street Fighter the movie, which also starred ah. Jean-Claude Van Damme. And the quest is also the directorial debut of Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, one and done if you look at his catalog. Yeah, I don't blame him. <laughs> um, making movies is harder than you think. And you think uh, that was his call or maybe the rest of the world? The box office didn't do well, didn't do too hot with this. But um, it w- it's basically the plot of the Street Fighter movie of Street Fighter. Yeah, um, it's a bunch of world warriors gathered together in a tournament. I actually looked at it more as um, blood sport back in time okay. because there were a lot of similarities. Not, uh, and I noticed at the very beginning the credit for the story is Frank Dukes and Jean Claude Van Damme, which is the character that he played in Blood Sport was Frank Dukes, who was a real life martial artist who competed in the Kumite. So that's kind of that, huh. gr- yeah, which I was like, oh, my God, story by Frank Dukes. This is going to be just what I expected to be after seeing that. But um, it also had that the female reporter who's covering combat sports where yeah. she probably shouldn't be, just like Bloodsport. Like, it's, it has very similar, you know, fighting styles from around the world yeah. matched up against each other that people you only see for 12 seconds but really think they're awesome fighters from what you see in those 12 seconds. The, uh, the, the chick's hot, and then... Uh, Dexter's dad is turns into like the uh, the advisor, and then uh, this movie got fourteen percent from the critics. Well, you also you have Sir Roger Moore, it's fantastic in it. By the way, I, I did, first I he's like a naval admiral, and then he's all a of his, pirate. Then he's, he's a grifter. One, yeah, he's one hundred percent a pirate. I had yeah. no fucking idea he was in this movie, and, and freaked out when I saw. Same. Him. That was a huge <laughs> shock. By the way, very debonair still. I, I don't know what stage in his life it was. In. He's you, certainly older. Would you read a little bit, little bit of the behind the scenes uh, action on this? Is that they they hated each other apparently? Roger Moore says KCVD. Huh. Roger Moore says this is the worst movie he had ever done, and he wow. hated working. He hated. I think it was that Van Damme was his director, and uh, I think from from what I, I read, could see Roger Moore thinking he had more chops yeah, than maybe. Van Damme. From what I read, Van Damme did not really know what he was doing and the second unit director is the one who kind of saved everything and managed <laughs> to keep the ship moving and uh yeah roger moore apparently in his autobiography 
spent pages trashing this movie wow. and trashing Van Damme, which I just well, love. Well, you took like, the fucking paycheck, man. <laughs> right? Well, That's I just love really you know, a chip on your shoulder. Yeah. I love the legit beef, right? Like, I, I love learning, oh, these people hated each other in real life. Oh, that's and, everybody like, it's, on it's every so movie fun, set, man. I think. Um, Jack McKee, by the way, is notable because hmm. he is the guy from Scrooge. And says, <laughs> I yeah, knew you it. can barely see them nipples, which is one of my favorite lines. <laughs> which, strangely enough, came up while we were watching the Ten Commandments. It did. A lot of nippleage right there. That line in particular came yeah. up, as it always does. And they're really looking. Yeah. See, these guys are really looking. Thanks, pal. <laughs> call, call the nurse. Uh, James Remar, by the way. Maxi Divine. He is uh, Raiden in the second Mortal Kombat yes. movie. Truly tragic. But also uh, Dexter's uh, fic- uh, uh, deceased father that is kind of his companion throughout the show. So I, I love him. I got a, uh, a cameo from him from my wife for her birthday one oh, time. Oh, cool, Fun. cool. When we were watching Dexter. Um, this movie only made $21.6 million in the theater. Uh, it's an hour and 33 minutes. I, I, for me, the way I view this movie is harmless fun. I like the sumo wrestler. Mm-hmm. I like the big bad, the dude from Turkey that no one can beat. Um the, is it the the Chinese fighter that's doing all the crazy fucking monkey? Uh, Japanese? I think. I yeah. don't know. I think it's I think that's Was Chinese because he beats the Korean guy who's like a big strong dude. I'm almost positive. Um, the Japanese fighter is the, the sumo wrestler. Is he not? There. Oh, that's right. Excuse me. Yes. Yeah, he goes so. so terrified of being racist, he won't commit to any I, I of these would, things. No, 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 no. I was, I was trying I to think. No, so. it is the sumo guy because I remember yeah. they had the uh, sound effects for everything that he did with a little jiggle. Yeah, but was, they're making this, fun this, of the fact that he was fat. This actor's name is very Japanese. It's Kitao Koji. So yeah, he's born in Tokyo. Yeah, the, 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 the sumo, sumo wrestler. Yeah, yeah, he was great. Um, I like uh, the Spanish guy that was dressed the like flamenco. a fucking bullfighter. Yeah. Um, I love all those guys. It was just a bunch of stereotypes fighting each other. And I, I would play the shit out of that video game. It's every video game I ever played. Um, so, you know, the movie, it takes a while to get to where it is. But once it's in the tournament, I actually I love it. I, I have a lot of fun with it tape to tape. It's fairly harmless. I realize if you love Bloodsport, you like some of Van Damme's you know, movies, I think, Kickboxer, mm-hmm. uh, movies that are thought of higher than this. You're like, well, he's just going back to the well. It's PG-13. I saw it in the theater. I enjoyed it. So, um yeah, and the Zeppelin looks real fake. I don't remember the Ze- I don't remember the Zeppelin looking that bad when I watched it originally. I did think it was interesting that they everybody else was from a country, but they introduced the one guy from Africa. Sure, it's like that's a that's a continent. It's a lot of different countries, but you know, okay. And he was kind of doing one of these things. Too. Yeah, You're like, it's like Dalsim dances that way, and I don't know if that's correct. Um, he got his ass kicked pretty hard too. Those guys hung around though too. If you notice in the final yeah. scene when like the JCVD's fighting the big Turkish guy, like breaks out. I love the fact that it just goes into all. He's getting thrown through windows and shit. But all the other fighters are there, like picking him up and stuff. Like yeah, they, they're doing like the lumberjack bit. Yeah, they yeah. hung out afterwards. I thought it was intriguing that this whole solemn tournament uh, that you know outsiders couldn't even see. You know, Jean-Claude Van Damme gets uh, Dubois, gets knocked out of the ring and then just goes, all right, let's fight out here now. And everybody's just like, yeah, let's let's let them fight outside well, in the middle s- of the town they square. Also, they stopped fights earlier in the tournament for much less for than people what getting was happening. Down. Yeah, yeah, to him. I like, <laughs> what, was the big, what was the big guy from that was all ripped and then he gets fucking completely demolished by the sumo wrestler? I love that guy, too. He grabs the dude by the balls. The Scottish dude. Oh, yeah. The Scottish yeah. dude's fighting in a kilt and he grabs him by the balls. I was like, wait like, a second, that's all. legal? All right, fine. So that how many shit, times have you seen this movie? Oh, 100. A lot, a lot I, I, this is one of the movies I stole from Hollywood Video when oh, I worked good. there, so I took the videotape home, and I've seen it probably 100. Not as many times as Hard Target or Universal Soldier. It was not on my radar at all before it, you, you I mean, honestly, it, it shouldn't episode. be. I, 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 I remember seeing it. it. I remember seeing You the saw po- it, really? The, no, no, the poster for it. I, rem- I remember it getting just 
savaged when it came out. Lionheart but. is a better Van Damme movie. Uh, sudden death. Sudden death. Yeah, sudden death is the hockey one. Right. I, uh, seen I logged some time with Double Impact after we talked double about impact, it. Double Impact, dude. I I like that one a lot. That's, but not Double Team. No, not Double Team. That's with Dennis Rodman. I also like Double Team. Double Impact a little better. Double Impact is great because that's the one where he's getting drunk thinking about himself fucking uh-huh. the uh, hot chick, but it's him fucking. Can you imagine the hubris of Jean-Claude Van Damme to be in that spot where he's like, oh, I'm so <laughs> jealous, my other, my twin yeah, brother. Yeah, like, he didn't direct that one. Okay. Yeah. All right. yeah. I, I do you know, really wish that I had seen this before I saw Bloodsport because a lot of it was me just kind of wishing I was watching Bloodsport just because of the premise, right? Sure. Like, just because it's a it's a fighting tournament. Yeah. But, there is I I like that it was like a little more like lighthearted and just absolutely kinda, yeah we're just kind of goofing around yeah I mean you could tell it's like PG thirteen it is a little more geared maybe not like really a family movie but they're trying to make it way more accessible I think kids could watch this movie there's no oh, blood yeah. there's you know yeah they're just punching each other um the what, what's the most offensive part really probably nothing. when Roger Moore is opening up and just murdering all those pirates on that boat <laughs> I mean maybe yeah that but that's just it. you know pirate movie all right let's yeah. go like. It is. I was surprised how like just like goofy it was at times. Like it is very lighthearted. It's very oh, lighthearted. The stealing the dragon. Yeah, that that that's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. I love like, that part. This is just goofy. How come there's nobody gotten it? How how is how, how is he going to take the dragon <laughs> with of him? Fly overseas in his zeppelin. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a really well thought out plan. It's uh again harmless fun. Is yeah, I described it. I don't even know how to rank. I think the it's quest. it's hard to give this one a score. It is because it was a lot of fun. It's dumb. It's not a good movie, but boy, is it enjoyable if you're in the mood for such a thing. I'm going to give it a three and a half because fuck everybody. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> fuck you. That's what, that's sure. what I say. I okay. say three and a half because- Is that I, to everybody or just me? I enjoyed, I, <laughs> I enjoyed it, and I uh, I would recommend it to people because I don't- I If you sit down and watch The Quest and you walk away like, fuck this, I'm like, well, we're not going to have anything in common anyway, <laughs> so three and a half. Suck my dick. So you use it as a litmus test for friendship at that point. Just- if you don't like the quest, we're not going to have anything to talk about. <laughs> yes. And also, if you want to watch a truly tragic Van Damme movie, watch Death Warrant, where he is oh. wrongfully convicted and put into jail. And I think it's the Sandman. I forgot who the big bad guy is. Terribly unfortunate. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Not nearly as fun as this and That's the thing. This one does not take itself very seriously at all. It's um, It's a... A fun motion picture from start to finish. Um, there's a lot of eye rolling in spots, sure. but it's on purpose. I think it, everything was done very self-aware. Even the whew, the clown sequence at the beginning. And my God, <laughs> I had forgotten all about that. <laughs> that Where was, is it? It should have been there. I don't understand. I'll be honest. That was. Uh, some of the closest I've ever been doing my own Duke's bit of oh, yeah. up the group chat. Like, like, how dare you? Uh, what the fuck, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very quick. He never goes back to see the kids either. No. He never does. He's going to go back. Yeah, at the end, he, he's in the bar reading her book, reading the reporter's book. By the book. way, you know he never went back. He spent that money on fucking chicks. Chicks oh, yeah. and whores. Well, he didn't get to keep the dragon because he had to save Roger Moore, remember? Yeah. That was the way he got out. I don't know why Roger Moore's trashing him. He saved him from that fucking cabal of Chinese guys. <laughs> um, so I would say. 
it's it's very weird to give this the same score that I gave uh, that I that gave something in the dirt. But I'd say this is a three with a conditional three and a half to recommend to people who I know are in the mood for this sort of movie. Don't recommend it to my wife; she was not a fan. Okay, but if you want to recommend uh, it to hairbrained boobs, those, I have. <laughs> if you would you would recommend this movie to me if yes. I had not seen I, it. <laughs> I have a group of friends, yes. even outside this room, that enjoy, boobs. that enjoy schlocky action movies with yeah. with their tongue firmly in cheek, and this is right up their alley. So yeah. I had to listen to Tor tell me how much him and the House of Happiness enjoyed The Wolverine the other day. Oh, and I this, do remember that. This yes. movie is a thousand times. James Mangold's The Wolverine? The same. And, and this movie is a thousand times better than By that By the way, movie. I was five minutes from Tor's house last night. Left me on red. You should have fucking thrown a grenade through his window for liking I The Wolverine. I should have. I fucking should have. This is where I also wish cameras were on, because your hand gesture to go with the Wolverine is <laughs> just perfect. One of the most lamentable movies I've ever watched. I actually I forget that movie existed I have, you just brought it up. I have more animosity towards the Wolverine than I do the first Wolverine movie, which is oh. the one that is thought to be the worst superhero movie of all time. Where, where You can get really fucked up and watch that, though, and like that can be an evil. But, but they knew better. Yeah. They said, we've already fucked this thing completely That's up, true. and we're getting another chance. Let's make a worse movie. And we'll take away Wolverine's powers, because that's what you want. I was very offended by that, because I was promised a samurai movie with Wolverine. And I like the and silver I got, samurai, and I, I like that he's in neither. Japan. Yeah. <laughs> when fucking he's over in Japan, or is it Madripoor, where he's patched, and like he's fighting ninjas all over the place, that's Wolverine at his best. <laughs> and we didn't fucking get that. Yeah, I was, I was very offended by the Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> um, Beth Warren so- is a four. I was not I mean, offended uh, by West. the quest. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot that I got out of it, though. Um, so not an attack, not a punishment. Sorry, they're not just, jacking off the quantum physics the whole just, time, Dottie. It, it was a two and a half for me because oh, at this point, you. I've seen enough Van Damme that I, I liked a lot more. That's okay. So, you know, there are like there are threes, there are three and a half, there are fours from Van Damme that I would put way above this. I so like this all. more than Time Cop. How about that? I haven't seen Time Cop. What? I told you on the last episode, I have yeah, not seen a, a very ton of Van Damme, dude. Low exposure. I'll say. Yeah. I'll watch Time Cop and, and compare. No. Watch <laughs> Time Cop and compare. You want to watch, watch Are we watching four movies? Well, I, I can just watch it on my own. It can be a little mini assignment for well, me. Well, if you're watching Time Cop, I'm going to watch Time Cop. I mean, Cop. we might as well Cop. all watch all Time right, Cop. All right, put it down. Burn, the first Burn, Burn, and Van Damme. Well, I mean, we did three movies right, that's in four. a book this yeah. time. No more. That's four, though. No more. No Dude, more. the fucking... The the 70s movie and the Van Damme movie, I could do this forever. So I'll never fight you guys on this. Ever. That's what my weeks sound like anyway. What was the other one? Smokey and the Bandit. Smokey and the Bandit. Very obscure film. No one's seen. <laughs> and and Hoopa. Mark Wahlberg. Hoopa. Italian job. Full throttle. No, we're not watching that one. We're watching the real Italian job. All right. I like it's Mark Wahlberg's The Italian Job. Yeah, I don't believe I, that's I what it was. I think he made it is what, what that was. I don't think that's what it was called. <sighs> I can't hear. Oh, thank you. He's right up there with the Walt Disney's X. <laughs> it's like Walt Disney's this. Boy, if X was made by Walt Disney, Can you imagine? Be crazy, <laughs> wouldn't it? It'd be pretty wild. All right. Um, Anyone see Pearl, by the way? I, I'm too bummed out. I was too bummed out by the weird sex one we watched. I don't want to watch the prequel to that movie. Okay. I heard it was good. That was my pick, by the way. You remember I picked that fucking movie? Mm -hmm. I thought it was good. I liked that movie. That's all right. I thought it it was, again, it it had a lot more promise than I think it delivered on. I didn't not enjoy it, but I haven't gone back and watched it again. I don't think that's the movie's fault. Texas Chainsaw so badly. I think the internet ruined that movie. I think you might be right. Everyone said that that was the best horror movie of the year, and I think they really... They poisoned the well for us. I saw 10 better horror movies. Yeah, I I think it's good. Like, I... I really enjoyed that movie, but I think the internet 
yeah, they they ruined that shit for us, and and we expected it to be what they said it was. And then there was a lot of super hype for Pearl, which I think is why I've also shied away from it. I didn't see Lamb either for the same reason. But I think Lamb is like a more conceptual. Well, say twenty four, right? I think so. And I don't want to see. I don't want to see the humanoid Lamb. I read the Wikipedia on how the fucking thing ends. I don't want to see. Wait, I'm sorry. What? It's you don't know. You don't know what Lamb's about? So the lamb is a lamb that they rescue from the lamb and starts turning into a half lamb, half child. Holy fucking shit. And so the lamb they steal it from is trying to get it back. Yeah. I don't like and the, At the end of the movie, I'm just going to tell you, there's a fucking ram monster that shows up Holy and murders shit. everybody. Do not call or text me tonight because <laughs> yeah. I'm watching Lamb when I get home. Oh, it my was, God. I watched the trailer, and I, it, was, it was weird enough where I said, I don't. I kind of wish I could bleach my brain now after watching this. Othello uh, did not like Lamb at all. He, oh uh, yeah, I mean Othello, me he'll, he'll he'll watch. He has my shutter login, so he just watches everything. That's and that's the least shocking thing. I've ever heard. <laughs> it's it, it, one of my biggest frustrations in life is doing a weekly show with Othello for several years and him having no interest in horror movies. And then the second we stop doing a show with him, now he loves horror. I movies. wouldn't say that he loves them. I, he I watches normally, all of them. Best part of my week. Well, he watches thirty minutes of all of them. Oh, best really? part of my week is I get on to see what Barty's Resume. been watching, and it's Resume. just. It's the first 25 minutes <laughs> of love, 18 well, you movies. you know he smoked a it's fucking doob like, and passed the fuck it's out. It's just like the Taco Bell. Like, it's the same. Th- he does the same thing in every course of his life. That is true. <laughs> it's just 25 if minutes If he could get to the finish stuff. line, he'd be Drake. But he can't. He's got to go to sleep. <laughs> so funny. I love Othello. Um, I too. <laughs> all right. Fuck all these other movies. All right. Fuck 1972's The Mechanic. Uh, mystery thrillers starring Burt fucking Reynolds. No. No, Charles Bronson. Yes. And, uh, sorry, I got Burt Reynolds on the <laughs> That would now. be incredible. By the way. What just, a different movie. How about this? Let's just have them swap, and they all just make each other's movies, and then we just watch all those movies, too. Do the letters F-O mean anything to you? Is that your... Who is, who's that impression of? <laughs> the Bronson. That's like your the, Bronson impression? Yeah, I'm working on oh, it. You fucking shitting on him. I I won't stand for it. Uh, Jan Michael Vincent, by the way, very handsome. Um, I went down to Jan Michael Vincent rabbit hole. He's... I don't know if he's dead, but um, it's a lot of pictures of him holding up pictures the way he used to look when he was very young. Yeah. Very strange. Um, anyway, uh, it's very straightforward, this movie. There is an assassin that is very good at making people look like they died of natural causes for whatever he's... Oh, it's because he kills a dude and his son um, shows an interest in becoming a contract killer, so... Charles Bronson, I thought a little too readily, uh, takes this guy under his wing immediately without him. vetting him at all. Yeah, it teaches him how to be a contract killer, um, and it doesn't go well at first, and then eventually he he becomes proficient. Um, this movie is at forty percent on the tomato meter from the critics, which is why I don't listen to the critics. Only sixty five percent. From the audience, I would ask them, what in the fuck else would you want from this movie? Um, this movie is on every top five 70s neo-noir list. We were just talking about it before mm-hmm. when we were on the Pittsburgh. Um, I fucking loved this movie to the extent that it's it's going into heavy rotation. It's going to become Under Siege. I know Dodson's mad about that. Tombstone, Unforgiven. <laughs> all the movies that I watched, Hunt for Red October, Few Good Men, all the movies I've watched 10 million times, it's going right into that. It's... Uh, I don't even know where to start other than Charles Bronson's house 
alone. Oh my god! Is, yeah, is that I want to watch the movie again right now it, just to see the house again. If I could have, if if signing up to be a hitman guarantees you that house, I'd strongly consider a career change at this yeah. point in my life. Um, his name's Arthur Bishop. Another reason I, for some reason, regrettably, I watched the remake with Jason Statham immediately after this. They, this alone can tell. They call him Arthur in this movie. In the ninety, the two thousand movie, they call him Bishop. Mm-hmm. That alone to me was irritating. Um, I, can you imagine calling Jason Statham Arthur? I, I mean, he has a That'd bunch be of weird. What, because, like, Jason his Statham, name's Turkish in fucking Snatch. Oh yeah, Turkish Bishop. Like he's got all these weird ass names. Like he's not going to be called Arthur. What's his Artie. name in Crank? Uh, Chelios. Chev. His name's fucking Chev. Chev, Chev Chelios. By the way, Crank getting a four K <laughs> release. Crank is a ten. Fucking exciting. I like Crank too. Also, do you yeah, like Crank yeah, High yeah. Voltage? I like both those movies. Those movies are amazing. Hey, Smart's still funny in both those movies. Goat's doing the I thing. He's no, being I quiet. I haven't seen two. Fuck all. I saw two in that Dude. fucking theater. Tell my. You mentioned Amy Smart in those movies. Yeah, she's great. Some really hilarious <laughs> sex scenes in both of those those movies. The one where she's fucking in front of all the Japanese tourists is, <laughs> is really great. Um. I don't know how you guys felt about this movie. I, it's everything I wanted it to be. It is the cars, the the clothes, the hair, the fucking action. The film grain. I love 70s scuba diving. I fucking <laughs> love it. It's why Thunderball has always been my most favorite James Bond fucking movie. Um, the the guns, the sound effects. It's, it's so ridiculous. The part where they're having the running gunfight after they blow up the boat and they're fucking, all right, put the plastic under them. All right, blow them up. Now we've got shotguns and we're shooting guys way up oh in the fucking God. cliff. Yeah. I, there's nothing about this movie I disliked. The ending, I thought, was a masterpiece. Oh I don't my think God, there's yeah. no way they'd have the balls to make the ending of this movie if this was a fucking... Who's an action hero now? If this was a rock movie or whoever the fuck you think an action hero is, John Cena, I don't know who. Hemsworth. There's yeah. well, and that's very much even outside of the star power, it's the it's that's the noir factor because yeah. there is a tragedy for the protagonist at, at at any point. Like that's one of the hallmarks of the of the genre is that you actually know that there's going to be something bad that happens to the person we're quote unquote rooting for throughout the entire movie, just because that's the way life goes. And it's got that kind of stripped down, you know, there is no happy ending for people in movies like this. And he knew it was coming because he found the file. Now here's the question I wanted to ask you guys before you guys get into your thoughts. Did he want to die? Because he, he knew that was coming and he allowed it to happen. Because he was out ahead of it. He knew that Jan Michael Vincent had, had, had that file. Mm-hmm. He looked at it, and he still took him. Because there's that one scene where he goes, am I going with you? And he goes, yeah. Like, he's going to Rome. Like, leave him at home. If you yeah. think he's going to fucking kill you. Maybe he knew he was on borrowed time after the uh, the incident earlier, where the doctor diagnosed it as an anxiety attack. Oh, okay. But I think he knew it was a little bit more than he kept that. saying, yeah. see your doctor? Yeah. And he's just like, eh, whatever. I, you know I won't do that. <laughs> so the the Mach One Mustang is one of my favorite cars of mm. all time, and the fact that uh, the notes hanging from there and he's like, bang, you're dead, boom, credits. Oh my god, it was so Fuck, great. That was so great, and they didn't pull any punches with 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 uh, may I donking off fucking Charles Bronson. Sure. I I don't know what you would criticize about this movie. If if, if you don't like Charles Bronson or action movies or or violence, then yeah, you, maybe you would give this thing a two. Well, one reason I like this movie so much is I've struggled to find some Bronson movies that I really connect with. Because mm. like I've, I know I said in the last episode, like I do we talk I about Death Wish? Yeah, Death Wish. Like just it never worked, and I watched all of them, and none of them ever really worked for me. 
You uh, found two but, now? But I love I love this movie. I mean, this movie fucking ruled. Like this is it rules for me. Like we talk we talk Bronson movies, or just if someone brings him up, I'm like the mechanic. That's my Bronson movie. Uh, I also really like Ten to Midnight. Okay. Which is a, a crazier like detective movie where he's chasing like some oh. seri- serial killer. Uh, that movie's kind of batshit insane. Okay. Uh, very much worth your time if you haven't seen it. Well, it was we, on can, HBO we can either watch that or Time Cop. I can't fucking do both. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do Time Cop, and we can always come back to Time Cop. Yeah. Time Cop. Ten, ten to Midnight. Huge recommend if if you're just trying to. Uh, I was Ten to Midnight the watching the Mechanic logo. <laughs> 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 Three glasses of Makers. <laughs> You great big fat person. Would you? Better size fourteen. Hey, Mister, why are you squeezing that ball of wax? Hey, Mister. Remember Drab sitting at the bottom of the stairs of the Main Street Mafia, fucking doing his impression of that girl. Yes. Oh, I gotta find that video. I'm sorry, you're saying too. I just, I, I had a really good time with this movie. I'm glad That's that great. I finally got to it. Yeah, like been on the radar forever. I think the fact that there was a Statham remake of it maybe put like pushed me away even more. But I didn't know. I, I got to plead ignorance. I didn't know it was a remake. I, I was unaware of this movie until we started discussing I'm, it. I'm really glad that uh, I finally got to it because, yeah, like I said, Bronson movies never really can, like clicked with me, so I, I don't chase them at, down quite a bit. But but this one, it's got to be the best. Got to be the best. I love movie. that he was 44, Goat. Yeah. He looked like he was 70 years old. <laughs> I, I yeah, love... Yeah. <laughs> How old Charles Grizzled. Bronson looks? Yeah. yeah, his big hair. So like he was six months old and got the shit beat out of him, and then just grew up that way. It's the best. So when he shook his hair out of the way to to look through the scope. Oh, the, dude! It, it was... When he keeps brushing his hair with <laughs> those giant seventies binoculars. Oh my god! I the op- if this movie had just been the opening sequence, how great! And then rolled the credits. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Do you know how much the Batman ripped that off, and oh it was way god. worse. It- way worse. It's the checklist of things that he did in that apartment. His little planning wall that was hidden behind the other wall in his house while he's sitting there on his beautifully appointed leather couch, sipping some very, very, I assume, expensive wine, listening to classical music, plotting the death of this dude while he's going to go sit in this shitbox hot apartment where he set up the foam thing to happen inside the stove, turn off the pilot light so the gas fills up the whole thing after he's poisoned the tea and he's hanging out in solitary until it all comes to fruit. And then he plinks the book perfectly to make the whole thing explode and it Fucking just looks awesome. like an accident. And I'm like, God damn. Awesome. That is artistry. That is artistry for a hitman. It's tremendous. And then it's they, a great gimmick too. They follows it up with basically having uh Keenan Wynn, the uh I guess the guy who had been his his handler right before that he basically kills him by having him have a heart attack in his car and then he finishes him off by suffocating him but having you run up the hill i can't run up the hill get there i'll i'll it's keep amazing. him off your back like, no you're just gonna fucking die of a heart attack and everyone's gonna believe it the the part so they're, they're the, the gimmick of the i like the equalizer like i like denzel wiping people out with throat mm-hmm. chops but his gimmick of I'm going to use all the stuff around me. At some point, there's 12 guys with machine guns. Like, I can't really believe it. It's over. Yeah. But with fucking Bronson, it's like, well, it's just going to look like an accident. There, yeah. At the beginning of the, the Statham mechanic, uh, he's at the bottom of a pool, and he gets a guy to go swim down to the bottom, like pick up a ring or something. I remember that's like from the trailer. He strangles the guy. Okay. Which is kind of interesting. Here, here's where I, I knew I was in trouble. The part where he's the really the really hot blonde chick that's like, oh, I miss you, I love you so much, and you realize he's paying her and she's a hooker. But she'd read the letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's like, you're gonna have owe me another hundred. The the letter costs something extra. I was like, oh 
damn. Like yeah. that was that was actually kind of a moment in the Statham one. She's an eleven, and yeah, he pays her, but she's like, "You don't have to pay me." It's just mm-hmm. there's no fucking moment. Oh, that's a hooker! Like that's actually that should have been an inconsequential scene. It's definitely the remake is much more of a cheesed out action yeah. movie. It's just a piece of candy. I'm like so at mad that about point, it. where oh, this one, Simon West made, and it. the part where, where where J. Michael Vincent fucks up, and they have that big long motorcycle scene. Oh yeah. In the remake, it's Ben Foster's getting his big dude to try to fuck him in his butt, and then they they end up like fist fighting instead, and it just. It's just clumsy and obvious, and I'm like, that part, when he drives off the fucking cliff and blows <laughs> up, and they drive through, they're like, oh, Buffy, the, the, the neighborhood's going to shit. They just yeah. drunk, drunk motorcycles <laughs> over the top of them. Oh, the, guy, the guy's waxing, waxing his car. And they both land on it. It's so enjoyable. I definitely had to look that guy up because he looked familiar to me. He was the dude who was the police officer on Give Me a Break. Jesus Christ. This is the brain that I have. It made me so sad, but also happy. You don't watch movies, but you do watch old TV. I do watch old TV, but I did not have exploding wrecked motorcycle off of cliff on my bingo card and i was happy to to see that yeah um i don't i mean (laughs) it was fantastic there was never a dull moment bro this dude directed death wish 3 do you know what I also... That's considered to be the best... I know, Michael Kevin, Winner. I fucking know. That's considered to be the best one Really? Because it gets like 11% movies. on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> everyone, everyone loves Death Wish 3. He directed a movie know. goat called Lawman. Oh. And if it stars Doug Tract, we're watching that movie too. <laughs> Forever. Every, every episode. God damn. There was uh, one moment. I appreciated that the priest acknowledged that they were yelling. They were speaking at like... Above conversational oh, okay. volume, because they're both, yeah, let's get out of here, and and then the priest kind of just grumbles and <laughs> sort of looks at him and goes back to finishing up the mass. I was like, okay, I feel good about this because that happens a lot in movies where you know characters are just clearly shouting and they wouldn't be shouting in these instances, and everybody just ignores it because it's a movie. But yeah, I liked that, that little touch where the priest before he put him in the ground, he's like, okay, all right, fine. shoot. Get out of here. It's a fucking great movie. Yeah. There's, there's so much standing stoically and just like w- looking. I don't know. Hiding in plain sight is a big thing for me. I like that in movies too. And it's what like, happened? Yeah, it's awesome. Did anybody ever eat the chicken? That's what I, that, that was the burning <laughs> question. That was the loose end that hurt my soul. What am I talking about? Because they were delivering a bucket of chicken. Oh, That's right, how they right, got right. into there the was house. There's no chicken. There's a motorcycle in that fucking van. We know that. But he well, carried a bucket with him to the door. What was the name of that chicken joint? Uh, was it Lickin' Chicken? Lickin' Chicken. <laughs> Horse goat remembers that. It was either licking chicken or chicken licking. Goat's he- already drafted up a design for the T-shirt. <laughs> All right, bro. I'm already down a rabbit hole. Lawman, by the way, 1971. Hey. Lee J. Cobb is in it. Robert Duvall is in it, and Burt Lancaster <laughs> plays shit. Marshall Jared Mannix. I'm fucking all in. We can't do another movie. All right, uh, um, put it in the backlog. I'm going to give this movie's a four. Easily, I was flirting with a four five, but I'm gonna say four just because it is what it is. And four five, you're moving towards rarefied air. I do like it very much. I will watch it again. I am so happy that we did check it out, and I feel like a fool for taking me as long as allegedly um, fucking Charles Bronson was in this movie. That many years of my life on this planet to watch (laughs) this movie. So yeah, four, four for uh, for the mechanic. I'd say I'm in a solid four territory as well. I really liked a lot of the subtext they had when they went to the uh, the martial arts demonstration. Oh, yeah. And, and he goes like... Well, kicks the shit out of that dude. Well, and he goes, this is the old master from Japan, and he's here. You know, they consider him a legend, and the, this guy's also dangerous. And he said, oh, but he's got like maverick tricks that I think the old master... And he pulls out one of the dirty tricks, 
And the receipt that the Japanese master gives him is so stern. Beats the shit out of him against the wall. And it was so great because it's just, it kind of foreshadows what we're getting from Bronson and and Jan Michael Vincent's characters. Because it's like, this guy does things the old ways. This is the brash guy who thinks he's going to take out the old master. And it's like, haha, joke's on you. Here's the final play. Mm -hmm. Also, a handball game. Yeah. Handball. Not a, does not get enough run in, in film. No, with full sweatsuits and old school the Adidas eight, superstars. Dude, those are the Rockies. What, what? What? Did they hand those out at gymnasiums <laughs> where everyone wore the headband and the just complete slate gray fucking... <laughs> with the belt around the middle. It's terrible. No shorts ever. No one ever no. had shorts. This is a four for me. Easy four. Uh, I, like I said, it gave me a reason to really like Charles Bronson. And... I'm fucking glad that I finally got to it. And you know, once again, it's like I'm a little embarrassed that I didn't. Uh, I felt the same point. way. But it's a, it's a definite recommend. Um, so, yeah. Four, so is that four across the board? I mm-hmm, think we all mm-hmm. gave it all I'm a four. writing that down right here. Did you guys, um, did you know that Chris Isaac has a Christmas album? Unaware. Just thought maybe you Up till right now. now. Just thought maybe you should know. Hmm. Guess who put it out? Sun Studios. Oh, oh can you that doesn't believe that. Okay. Um, do you guys have any interest in the? I have zero, so that's why I'm asking the Mario Brothers movie that everyone's losing their mind about. I'm gonna I, get really fucked up and go see. You're, it. You have yeah. interest? Yeah. yeah, I figure I'll check it out. I gotta go at night though, like because I, I think I saw the Sonic movie really fucked up, and it was like at 2 p.m. and I was next to a family with kids. Oh, and I'm like, yeah, that's is, a dangerous I'm game. Like, this, yeah, this could lead to arrest. So uh, <laughs> I gotta go to like a 10 p.m. screening, but but I will be. Uh, supremely fucked up. I was going to say, you will be altered. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll call you afterwards. Fair enough. Uh, Also, good news for, I know all three of us will be passionate about this, the new Little Mermaid, they have changed a bunch of song lyrics so they wouldn't offend anyone. Oh, cool. Yeah, I saw that too. That's going to have to be the worst movie. Is the the chef bad? Did they just... Completely eliminate the whole chef scene. I imagine Les Pazan does not, but is my favorite song. Yeah, fucking. Uh, it's it's a masterpiece of cartooning. It's some of the best. The cat and mouse between fucking Sebastian and it's the, awesome. Yeah, what's the name of the chef and that fucking? Oh crap! I always say Lumiere, and it's not because he's no, the candlestick. Yeah. I don't know. All those live action fucking Disney movies are horrible. I, I wanted to watch. The, I love the Jungle Book so much. Bill Murray was chef voicing Louis. fucking Baloo, and I, this is going to be a ten. And it was. Te- I think Walken was uh, King Louis, which is kind of good. It's not bad. Yeah, sorry. Chef Louis is the the chef from Little Mermaid. Did you see? There's a rumor that they're doing a live action Moana. I, it's not a rumor. It's, they're actually yeah, they're straight up doing of, it. Of it's seven years sequel. old. Yeah. So look, I mean, all of the live action remakes they're like incredibly uninspired and really just like ugly to look at. Um, I think it's the worst Disney the very, thing in existence. They're very crushed on the color palettes from what I've seen in a lot of yeah, like a lot of them are very just, just they're dark. just gross, dude. Yeah. Like they're gross to look at, and it's really embarrassing. All the new songs like, suck too. How like beautiful and vibrant those like Disney anim- and those 90, 90s ones, especially the, the ones that, that were making all that these second remakes, golden so. age of Disney it's, animation it's was really. Yeah. I, it's just really embarrassing. I don't know why they. I mean, I guess they make money. money. Oh yeah, it's they're it's making, a nostalgic cash five hundred million dollars. But like, yeah. I, I, I even now, so like I've got you know I, I know people that have little kids and they're like, I want to watch Aladdin. No one is talking about the Guy Ritchie Aladdin movie with Will Smith that came out. Like everyone's still talking I hate, about. I didn't hate that one. The, the, everyone's still watch. talking about the '92 Aladdin, right? Like yeah. I think it's always going to be that way, which is like the one silver lining. The uh, Prince Ali Ali Ababwa is my probably my favorite Disney song of all time, and uh, they don't do a bad job with that. Okay, and I didn't I didn't hate Will Smith as the the genie as much as everybody else did. Um, I another thing I, I hate to keep being the one that beats this drum. The the cartoons are ninety minutes long, mm-hmm. and the live action movies are are not. They're two they're hours, modern movie two, length. Two hours and 
15 minutes long. And, and I'm wrong about that because everyone, oh, what did you guys think of John Wick? We didn't even talk about John Wick. I haven't seen it yet. Really? Neither one of you? I dug it. Yeah, I saw you it. Dug it? Yeah, I'm we trying. had uh, we had a mild uh, conf- not conflict of interest. Uh, disagreement on Saturday night while we were Oh, uh, you and I were screaming? Yeah. Or I was screaming. Yes. <laughs> and I said, well, That's weird. I enjoyed it. Yes. It, well, I believe it was uh, during a commercial break in the Ten Commandments. I hated it. Yeah, I'm really upset about it. I, uh, I'm seeing it this weekend, probably. I enjoy. Well, pack a lunch. Uh, do you want to? Uh, do you want to well, hit the? Thankfully, they 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 sell food at, at many movie theaters. They do. They dropped the check about an hour and a half left in that motherfucker when I went to see it at the Alamo. So. so one thing that you guys might like to hear about, I uh, I got to go to the Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio exhibit. Oh wow! At the Museum of Modern Art Ooh. last week, and so that movie, it's first of all, like I'm not like a Pinocchio fanatic. There are people in the world that like are that does but not surprise me. That movie is really cool. Like it, it is really impressive. It looks to watch. amazing. Like and, and you don't have to be into and it's very like very grown up. The movie's about death. Yeah, and like it, it it's a Del Toro like storytelling. It really is like his movie through and through. And it's also amazing. Like you've been reading that like he's been trying to make that movie for twenty years. And he finally got to do it. It won the Oscar for Best Animated. It, it's it, worth your time, but then going to see the exhibit where you just got to see all of the miniatures that they used. And, like, they built these sets that are, like, the size of the table that we're sitting at right now. Like, it's yeah. huge. It, it's a painstaking. Yeah. Labor of love is not even is an understatement for stop motion. And like, it was, it's just, I can't even yeah, imagine the patience that goes into it. What's that one on uh, the real creepy one, like, God's death or something it's a stop motion on shutter right oh, now god, everyone goes uh, crazy about that fucking movie god king or something, something like that it, yeah, it, it's I, the, the one on shutter it creeps me out so bad on just the commercial that i don't i stay away from it i've i've watched that trailer a couple of times i've i've almost pulled the trigger on it i stop knew animation man it's i weird. knew i was never going to be able to recommend it here just because i know that stop motion animation isn't for everyone i don't want to watch it is like i i love it I, I think it's really amazing I, it's scary to me i think one of my favorite things about that winning was uh during del Toro's acceptance speech, he said, animation is not a genre. And I think that's one of those things, like, people look at animation as it's just for kids, it's just cartoons, it's just, it's a medium as opposed to a genre. And I think anytime, especially in the U.S., like, it's been like, well, if it's cartoon, it's got to be a Disney movie, or it's got to be a musical about, you know, princesses or coming of age. It's like, there are stories that can be told it's a medium in the medium without having it be, you know, family fair. That quote was say. actually like in giant letters going into the exhibit, which is really nice. Cool. And um, I think it's like closing this week, but I'm really hoping that they like tore it or something. Is there anything with Pacific Rim? I, um, yeah. <laughs> so actually the, 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 the basement floor, the bottom floor posters, variants of posters of all of his movies. So I got some pictures next to the Pacific Rim posters and the Hellboy knife head down there? posters. Uh, they don't have any, no replicas from any of those oh, other movies. Oh, that's a shame. But they had three. About um, knife head. They had three wall-to-ceiling screens that were like super cuts of all of his movies. Just like, like you know, 10 second or like five second clips. No music, but just like all of the monsters. It was like a super cut of all the monsters on one screen. So it goes from like Hellboy that, 2 to Pacific Rim to Man Pan's Labyrinth to Mimic to whatever. Pale and, Man uh, is fucking terrifying. It was. And, and so we sat down there for like half an hour just, just looking, watching the just real. watching it all, all of these screens and turning around and seeing this and seeing that. And it was really fucking amazing to just be in a, a Guillermo del Toro room. Um, so there had to be was, a lot of Doug Jones in that room then, because he's a lot of Doug Jones. Yeah, but yeah pretty Age sapien. He plays all the characters. Pretty, pretty, pretty great experience. And it just it was it was that a nice reminder cool. of like yeah, I, really happy. I we went there specifically for that, and uh, really happy to just yeah see him celebrated and also remember like oh Jesus, this is like one of the best guys to ever do it. 
um, in a lot of ways, and definitely one of the best working directors. Anything from right now. Blade Two? Oh, plenty of Blade Two action. Love Blade Two. Yeah, I, I I moved from poster to poster, just kind of standing next to it with my picture. My wife was. You know, she probably was looking up sport. a divorce lawyer. <laughs> she was sport about it. She probably was googling the name of like someone on the lacrosse. She's like, are you bringing up your camera by swiping like that? That's how you're activating your camera, right? And maybe like, yeah. maybe you could take a Brazilian jiu-jitsu class or something. Uh, she likes Pacific Rim. I just, well, who doesn't like Pacific Rim? Indeed. I, I do think that the Reavers and Blade Two, we have had so many vampire movies that that was a very cool update for those fucking things. Um, what was the guy's name? Well, and it's a risk whenever you update a classic anything. Like that's that's where you can you know you could end up having a lot of diehard people yeah. be upset at you for like like I guess it was there was a lot of debate for the twenty eight days later quote unquote zombies. zombies yeah. But it's like, but yeah, but they're not zombies. They're like, rage zombies. It's different. It's different. I think we talked about this. What, what's that movie called? Boys from County Hell. Mm-hmm. That's a great movie. I like pretty much all vampire movies. Like vampires are cool. And then like, yeah, Twilight fucked that up for a little bit. A but like, uh, it's favorite it's, movie. That one's okay. And the, and the series, right? Sawking, fucking. I always forget Antonio Banderas is in that movie. You know that? I've only seen yeah. it once. Yeah, it's not very good. It's okay. It sucks. I like uh, <laughs> balls. I like Lost Boys. What's that vampire movie that's coming out? There's a new vampire. Renfield. Movie. Yeah, yeah. The, I can't the, see that. the Nicholas hilarious. Holt and Nick, yeah. Nick Cage. Yeah, Looks that's going to be good. It does, look, it does look just ridiculous enough. I think it's, I think it's rated R. That's it's got to be better than Willie's Wonderland or whatever that shit mm. is I made us watch. That, Holy that shit. Was a, that was tragic. What a that's okay. I wanted it to be so much better. There's a fucking video game that reminds me of that now uh, that is not uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. It's called... Um, have you guys seen it where you have like a... Uh, robot arms like one's red and one's blue no. and you're stuck inside this toy store and you have to like touch things and there is this crazy fucking psycho toy bear that is stalking you oh. and it's got these, it is fucking terrifying and I've watched a couple of streamers play it and I'm like well I can never play this yeah no that's the <laughs> I'm going to play this at 11am on yeah. Saturday with all of the windows open yeah <laughs> like I'll have to look it up I don't know what it's called oh boy I can keep talking forever. I mean, especially now that we've gotten into video games and animation, I could literally talk about all of these things all night long if you just let me. I'm tired of talking, Dukes. I just want to make a weird-ass documentary with my neighbor and get drunk. Jack each other off.